try him. Not to shake. I'm very shaky. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. We're counting down last three episodes of the season. <laughs> Probably is like the last ten. Who knows when this is going to air? Bitch, I do. Oh, I don't. I, before we even get started, have to tell you. <laughs> did you see my short say I have no butt? I did. It's <laughs> on your like mid-back, it, though. Because so. I have no butt. Then maybe that's the trouble. I know. Devastatio. So I signed up to work an election, evidently. I think we did address it. And you didn't... Well, you signed up. You said, hey, I'll help. Yeah. And then they sent you a jury summons. And it's like, you will report at this time. Okay. So it turns Very out... Very Nazi Germany. I had received an, a mailing previous that was like, oh, you get $25 to attend this however many hours training. Come to this. It will teach you how to be a thing. And I was like, mm, not that invested anymore. Bye. For $25? Yeah. And also, it's, it was like at inopportune moments and I had things to do. So I probably threw it in the garbage. I didn't throw it in the garbage because it, it resurfaced. But I set it aside and didn't think about it. And then like a month and a half later, I get this thing. And now I am a registered Democrat. And it, it comes on green paper, bright green paper. It's green if you're a Democrat. It's red if you're a Republican. And so shouldn't it, it be blue and red? I listen. They can't. It's like a greenish blue. And this is just what like your the town that you live in. It's not only the t- it's like the district. So like oh, okay. the place that I was doing polling, and I don't want to get too specific because I'm going to tell you some very specific things, and I don't want you to be able to deduce who is who. But I it, would never. I it's don't know four districts in one polling place, and then like if you live in the next three blocks, you go somewhere else. Oh, so you would have a table that would be your district, and the people will go to the other table if it, they're in a district that's in the same building. For the general election, my understanding is yes. This was a primary, it, the oh. only thing on the docket was, it was the primary election for the governor and um, executive, or lieutenant governor, whatever the thing is. Things we don't give a shit about. Oh god, who cares? No one cares. So now I'm here, I'm sad here. Like, if this was a presidential election. You said you're saggy? I'm sat here. Oh. I'm, I'm here. I'm saggy. No, like I'm. I'm thinking. Okay, it's going to be like a presidential election where there's lines out the door and there's people voting all day, ma'am. I get there. The guy goes, "Oh yeah, I'll probably see twenty people today." Fuck it. Are you kidding me? So Why did you waste your time? Scheduled, did you get paid to be there? Uh, not yet. My understanding is you get paid one hundred and ninety dollars at some point. They don't have my contact information. It gets weirder. Give me a moment. I can't, bitch. Okay, I'll be quiet. So no interrupting. He tells go. me. <laughs> Yeah, you'll we'll probably see twenty people today. Whatever. Now I am scheduled from five thirty. That is a.m. until nine p.m. So you have sixteen hours. Polling opens at six, so you get there at five thirty. They don't have shifts. No, it's just the however many of you all day, and you like makes no sense. You get two breaks for how long? For like a half an hour, or like whatever you guys decide. So we were very. Well, I won't say we were very slow. We did two hundred and fifty people. It turns out, or something like that. But it was like. Pretty fucking slow because 250 over 16 goddamn hours. So we all took an hour break. I'm gonna twice. do my math. Oof. 250 so, people divided by 16. So you get there and you have to set up the 100 yards. You know, it's like, oh, you're 100. where you can't put the signs up, ma'am. I don't know what 100. I don't even know what a single yard is. I think it's three feet. I don't remember. Oh. So I'm like, I just walked to the end of the sidewalk and I was like, this seems fine. And I said, it's it about down. 15 people an hour. 15 an hour. So one every four minutes. Like, okay. So, not a lot of people, as you can imagine. The hundred yards. So, I just set them. I was like, I don't know. Here, ring. It's 5.30 in the morning. I barely had there an ounce of There should be coffee. an app for that. Like, you start somewhere, you press it, you walk. Yeah, tell and me And it measures how, it for you. Because tell me how long a mile is. or I feel like Google Maps is probably that. Did we figure it out? Did we just make a ma- an app? I said, there was like, um, already like, vote for me signs on both sides of the sidewalk. And I was like, well, 
slightly in from that seems Makes good. Sense. So <laughs> whatever. Because otherwise you'd have more work to do. You'd have to move the signs. And you can't, evidently, within that area, I thought it was like people couldn't hand out pamphlets or like bother you. You can't talk about it. Like you can't even, if I'm walking up with you, I can't be like, oh, I've really enjoyed what Hokel's doing, but I feel like I'd prefer You blah, can't blah, go blah. in wearing anything that don't, like, even to vote. Like, you can't have a pin. No you can't one's have looking anything. at that. It's really? People are looking at it. It's, it's all, it's yahoos. It's people from, it's nobody me doing it. Like, the fuck? So I get there. And I'm, like, going about my business. I'm getting these signs. Mm-hmm. I got, I have no idea. I, I walked in and I said, hello. I didn't attend the training. <laughs> and... Classic. This woman's opening all of these electronic Please. systems. They look like garbage cans on wheels with like an iPad attached to it. And she's like, you didn't attend the training? And I was like, no, I didn't. Shalt won't be. I mean, I can go home. Absolutely. Very happy to go home. No. So then the other guy's like, oh no, here, hang up this code. I, I have voted. I have voted before. I'm not new to this. There's a sign on the wall, evidently. Every time. Every time you go. There's a sign on the wall that's the Voters' Bill of Rights. In addition, right beside it should be another larger sign, post tag board, nay, tag board, that has the full ballot and tells you who you will be voting for before you even arrive at the location. I don't know. I just Oh, walk you mean up. the choices. I thought yeah. you were like, <laughs> it'll tell oh, you who you to vote will for. Vote for. No. You're a Democrat, this is what you vote. But it was like, here's the two tickets. So you could see, like, even if you're voting in the Republican primary, you mm. could see who the Democratic ticket was and, like, okay, who's the, the person who's most likely to be, be their most likely candidate or whatever. Strategy. That makes sense. It's good to be open. I like that. So, whatever. They're like, hang these up. Bitch, where? I don't give a fuck. Meanwhile, the signage that they've provided to us is... The name of the city is misspelled. Oh, I don't great. want to say the city. I know. I know. What? And I didn't fucking notice. I taped that shit. I did. Well, because did, who was no, going to fix it? And so the board of electors comes in and he goes, he's like 18 year old kid. He goes, oh, you're my 15th stop or however many. I was like, okay. okay. How's everything going? Because I thought they were coming to audit you. That that seems reasonable to me. Are to you doing sure it right? Election. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because again. Maybe. No. We're Yahoo's. He hates politics. I didn't even take the training. This isn't even politics. It's just like people dynamics. It's the weirdest fucking thing. Did you notice anything wrong? And I'm like, oh my god, I made a mistake. It's my first election. I've done. I was like, I didn't take the you training. You ruined all of democracy. Oh my god. It's the downfall, right? It's like boulders are yeah. coming off. I, I was like, I uh, and he lifts it. Like, the sign is taped in front of us with blue-ass tape. It doesn't even look natural. He picks it up and he's like, the name of your city? Was, oh, okay. No, but who you, made the flyer? You yeah, did them. It. Also, I didn't, what, first of all, one, is it better to not have it up because so people can't see their district? And two, no, I didn't fucking notice it at 5.30 the goddamn morning. Sorry. Whatever. So that's the first thing. Second thing. Is it fixed or no? Oh, yeah, he brought a new sign. Second thing. In waltzes a woman, she goes, hi, my name is Ellen Carl. Bitch. What? Bitch. What? I was like, hmm. So I go about my business and I'm trying to eavesdrop because, like, What? <laughs> And I haven't, again, as aforementioned, have not attended the training. So I'm like, maybe she's supposed to be here. Are you, may the real Ellen Carl please stand up? Please stand up. So I'm like, <clears throat> hi, everyone. It's nice to meet you. My name's Ellen. She goes, my name's Ellen, too. And I go, did I hear you say that your name is Ellen Carl? She goes, yeah. And I was like, yeah. I was like, you're, you're supposed to be here at this one? And she was like, yeah, I got a thing. And I was like, oh, me too. And she goes, here's, here's my slip. I go, I didn't bring mine. So home, we'll give a fuck. 
But you told her you had the same last name? Yeah. It's two blocks away from my house. This woman lives in South Buffalo. There's not a chance in hell she's supposed to be at this polling location. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely not. Hey, enough. Do you want to go outside? He's so happy. Let me pause. Lame. Okay, so. Same name. She's in. And she's. Nowhere she's near where stunning. she lives. She's like in her 60s. Like, <laughs> oh, she's old. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Oh, everyone's old. Okay, just not you. I mean, first of all, this was June 28th. Who knows that there's an election on June 28th? Even if it was a primary I gave a fuck about, I don't know that I would know. I would be afterward, I'd be like, oh, I should have voted in that. I don't know. I don't know. And I know I should be better. I get it. I no, I was just going to say, remember, I was like, I wouldn't even go. Fuck those people. The reason why I wouldn't go, and I would have a very rebellious streak when I got that, is mostly because, and don't hate on me, I, since I, since... My dad stopped living where I also vote. I'm <laughs> like, what are you saying with me? I would go vote with him. Mm. I won't go vote by myself. I have way too much anxiety. So I've not voted. I'll go vote with you. But you don't go to my same place. But I can attend that. I, got, I, I don't know. Like, I, I had anxiety going with my dad, and I don't know why. And so whenever... It's been a long fucking time. You know that it's just Yahoo's at the desk. It, like, literally... I don't know what it is that stresses me out. I haven't, like, it's just a generalized anxiety thing, and I literally, like, want to die thinking about, like, even considering going. It's very weird. It is weird, but you know what? I got anxieties about weird shit, too. But that's why I would it be just, like, fuck you, you're telling me I have to report? But fuck you. But you wouldn't have signed up. No, I would not. Have. Like because I had signed up, I they were like. Oh, I just great, don't you're like that the there was no like. Hey, are you free this day? Like I'd be no. like, absolutely not. You do not tell me what to do. This is not a jury summons. You're gonna get a warrant for my arrest. When I didn't come to the training, why would you assume I would go to the thing? And what if I hadn't? Like, what if only two people showed up? It gets weird because you so, didn't even have to confirm that you were going. I didn't confirm anything. Yeah, I could have been anybody. I could have been rigging the election, and real Ellen Carl was sent home because <laughs> I. Based on nothing, overheard her name. It was like, yeah, I'm Ellen Carl. So. I mean, you have always wanted to, like, not be known. So yeah. this could be an alias this whole time I've well, known Well, I live you. in South Buffalo. I've married into the name, and my husband's from West Seneca. Carl Carl. What? So she's like, well, let me give it until 6.30, and I'll call them. They're probably getting overwhelmed. I don't care. Call them to see why there's you two call, Ellen Carls? Like, yeah, you call the county, and you're like, hey, this is weird. Meanwhile, the other guy, the guy that's there, the only Republican there, and now every moment of the day, you're supposed to have one Democrat and one Republican. And it's what you are registered. Yes. Yeah, and it makes no difference. Uh, this is a primary, so everyone's voting along party lines, obviously, but it, it doesn't matter. If it could, if it was a general election. So even if I was registered Republican, but was voting Democrat for years, mm -hmm. I still would sit for the Republican because I'm registered Because Republican. you're registered that way, yes. Okay. And if there was an independent person on this ticket, there would have been an independent person there okay to make sure that like we aren't we the republicans or the democrats aren't like hey you know what you should vote for but i got a candy if you pick this yeah, guy exactly so candy he, is popular among the old so he goes the republican yeah he calls and how says, old is he like 50 okay and he says it's very tired he had a peanut butter he goes uh there's only one of me here so when do I get to break? Fair. Yeah. Because when I'm uh, on break, this other woman who's like in her 60s, let me tell you, I'll get there in a moment. She is there for me. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm, I'm fairly independent minded. Like yeah. I, I don't swing wildly either direction. 
Unless. <laughs> but like. You know what I mean? And so he called and they were like, you're going to be belligerent about this. We don't have a lot of Republican. What are they called? Uh, election whatever's Inspectors. And he's like, I'm not being belligerent. Just like, just, what am I supposed to do? What yeah, if I have to pee? What are the legalities yeah. here if the election inspector comes in? And he's not sitting there because he peed. Yes. Like. Do I have to pee in a bottle? It's so stupid. Like, it, and also, it would be. Also, get an elect, election official there to stand there. Let me tell you how goddamn hard it would be to rig an election. Like, I can't even. That's like. So, because everything, whatever. You just gotta get dead people to vote or so whatever. I, but you can't even. So, so I get. The iPad. I'm designated the iPad because I'm... Young I'm and you know technology? Brought the mean age of the room down considerably. Ellen has been restationed. Other Ellen has Other been Ellen. restationed. Imposter Ellen. Imposter Ellen. What? I said... <laughs> I did not see that Ma'am? coming. Ma'am? Bitch. Neither? You gooped me. Did I? And Neither I, did I. But I did see it going in a very nefarious way. Like somehow she was trying to steal your identity. Oh, no, no. And then I'm like, but why the debt? But why I don't know. She's Ellen J. She didn't need uh, it. She's she got it. she's established. She's probably retired. Her mm-hmm. husband probably works at a no. Country she's club. she's like an engineer of some sort. She seems like she's got a great life. Whatever. Get the fuck out. Should of Should we be friends with her on Facebook? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> hey Ellen. What she's is this? probably more active on Facebook than you. Are. Oh, I'm sure. She at enough. 65. Absolutely. Enough. 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 You have to be very quiet. There's no reason to whine. You have food. I put peanut butter in your food, even. So he licked his lips. Go. Go eat your food. I even let you drink out of a cup today. That Remember that big mug that uh, Brie got me that's like, at least my dog loves me or whatever? He likes to drink out of a cup sometimes. Well, sure. So I got it. I recorded it if you need to see, but like, his head is so big yeah. that it looks like you can't even see the cup under a <laughs> snout. You've been treated like a big prince. Ass head. Go. Be a prince somewhere else. Okay, so... So, I'm going to talk to you <laughs> millennia from now about Philip III. Keep him in mind. This woman, same issues. Classic she, Philip III. She's a, she's a total Philip III. She has... Third Philip. Cognitive Dissonance. deficits. Oh. No, I wish that were the trouble. Are we low, are, like IQ? Low IQ? What are we talking? I'm confused. So, she... <laughs> Apparently also so is she. <laughs> She had started her life in the military. So wait, this is the other Democrat. This is the other Democrat. How old is she? 60 Kay. something. She lives with her mother. Mm. She's very How excited. Fucking mother? 80 something. Jesus Christ. She's very excited about the animals that they've had, a number of dogs or whatever. She starts in the military. She's no longer doing that. Now she's doing um, OSHA. Mm. And you're just finding this out all in casual conversation? I, so we, it's the three of us. And there's a table. I like, picture you sitting in the middle. Were you sitting I in the middle? I was. There's huh? like a lunch table. Because I got the iPad. Ah. There's like a lunch table situation. And I am sitting there. And she's Like going, a that table? Yeah. Exactly. Like a, a long card table. And she's going on and on and on. Just like I was born. Yeah. I started walking at age two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And she's just talking. If it were that coherent, it might be easier to listen to. And I go... I'm not really much of a social, I just, I don't do this. Like, I'm not, if I had thought I had to interact with people for 16 hours, I would not have signed up for this. Can I thought, you unsign up? Can you, like, I don't know. Hmm. Like, I thought I'd be at a station alone. Signing people in, be like, oh, check ID. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I kind of, I'm here for that. I don't please, do this. Please don't. Like, I can't. She does not get the memo. She ignores the memo. She receives it. I'm proud of you for it, actually saying that, garbage. Though. Thank you. Republican didn't say anything to that. So, the woman starts telling, so, oh, sorry. Our first person shows up at six o'clock in the morning. He is an older gentleman. He has biked there. He has showed up to every election since he was 18 years old, 6 a.m., Bells on, saluting the flag. He says the pledge. All of that was exaggeration, but he's very excited to be here. I was literally picturing him looking at the flag in the corner and saying the pledge before he even gave you he's his He's the ID. type of bicyclist that has, like, one taped pant leg so that it doesn't caught in the spokes. Do you know what I mean? So oh. he's he's very excited to be here. His mother comes later. It's fine. And so I, I don't know what I'm doing. Once more, I have skipped the training. You didn't even know there was a training to attend. You didn't even actively skip it. Somewhere in the back, I did skip it. I I knew that it was a thing, but then I thought, I didn't sign up. Mm -hmm. I didn't follow through. I can ignore this, and evidently that's not the case. Well, also, they obviously don't keep track of who goes. They didn't have anybody sign an attendance report when they were surprised that you didn't attend it. I didn't provide my license. I didn't provide my voter's registration card. I didn't provide the paper I I was sent to say that I'm supposed to be at this election. You just bopped in. I could have been Rasputin. No one cares. I love him, but also hate him. Rah, rah, rah. I'll do it in episode. I know. So. I can. Meow. Tit! Is this going to still go, though? Yeah, because it's battery. What's going on here? Weird. I don't know. Is it fucking that food if it does not come in? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're in the dark. The power's gone out. We have turquoise waters to light our way. But this is the second time. There it is. Come back and on. Come back and on. I like that the vacuum beeps to let you know that the power's back. And then that whole thing keeps restarting. <laughs> And the Wi-Fi is going to be weird for a minute. Oh, Jesus. This defaults to very bright. It does. Like, why don't you just go to what it was? Well, that's what I would figure. Okay. And now, toner's low. <laughs> exactly. But not for long. Bitch. So this queen, the guy comes up to me and he goes, oh, I'm such and such, whatever his name is. And the I bicycler. Say, yes. Okay. So now I have an iPad in front of me. I don't know what it's for. When I've gone to vote, my experience has been, hello, my name is Ellen Carl. And then they have this massive book, like just tomes yeah. and tomes and tomes. They ask your name, you show ID, you find your spot, you sign by your name. Yes, and I can see all of the other family members that, that, so I can rib my mom for not having voted yet or whatever. So you, you sign it in. Yeah. And then they give you a thing. You fill it out how you want it. And next to the, like, the things that are like, take, you're taking a test, don't look at the neighbor. Ooh, the world rankings. Bitch, if you that, can that, that please make it onto the world rankings. I'd have to pay it. But also, Don't we should bother maybe with play the darts today when Absolutely. we need a break. Oh, Bermuda Triangle looks fun and scary. That's what me and Felicia were playing. Felicia. So, <laughs> looks fun and scary. Yes, you get sucked into the abyss. <laughs> well, look at those skulls. Oh, yeah. When you, So, the thing is, you have to throw at, it'll be like, you have to throw at 12s, 13s, and it goes, like, around. Mm. And if you don't hit it, you lose half of whatever points you Oof. have. And when that happens, the big skull comes and, like, sucks your soul. Felicia kept going, sucking my soul every time. (laughs) She was a little under the influence. Oh, classic. Classic. Classic Felicia. Felicia. Hey, bitch. Fuck you, Felicia. She listened listened to the first episode. Why that one? Because I think she was just going to start from the beginning Mm. and go. And she's like, I really need to dedicate time. I love Ellen. She is so funny. And I'm like, I'll just fuck my drag then. She already knew you were funny as a thing. Yeah, she just loves me because my tits smell nice. Go on. I, like, I don't even know where to begin. So you have the iPad, and you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Bicyclers here. What I want to tell you is I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I think, maybe this is new. Maybe this is how you vote now. Maybe you vote on an iPad. 
I don't fucking know. It's connected to a massive block. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's the government. I don't know. I don't know. So I go, would you prefer a paper copy or electronic version? And the woman loses her mind. Ma'am, if you know what the fuck is going on then here. you say it. Thank you. Just because you're in the middle doesn't mean you're the host of the shindig. Acknowledge anyone in any way. The entirety of the day, this this woman does not say a fucking word. Not a word to anybody. Until you do something wrong? Not to any, I would almost say guess, not to any of the voters. Oh. So I come in to vote and the person goes, and for the people at home, I'm just staring at you in silence. Makes me want to die. Yeah. That's what makes me talk more in book club when everyone's staring. Can I have your last name? The fuck? So she leans over top of me, touching me. Like that woman at Cyril that we didn't talk about. Her forehams to my biceps. Well, it's this and blah, blah, blah. I go, here you go. And I scoot it over to her. She goes, you're just checking them in. Okay. I can do that. Okay. And and now I can scan. So you know the voter registration card? We all should have been sent new ones. Oh, where it tells you, like, this is where you're supposed to vote? Yeah. So now it has a barcode. And if you bring that, they can just scan it. And then it brings up all of your information. So then I need you to verify your birth date. And then I, like, okay. But you still don't have to check ID. I have to check ID. Okay. And then you sign. But I can verify that it's you instead of, because there's, like, a John Smith. I'm sure there's, like, 100 people. So then you flip the iPad. You get them to sign. Now, I don't flip it, because I don't know. I didn't take the training. You gotta flip it! She rips it out of my hand, flips it, and I go, if you want to do it, I can go home. Yeah. Because I don't care. I don't know you. You fuck. And this other, this guy is like, oh, yeah, we're all new at this. We can, let's be patient with each other, blah, blah. I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> I need you to be on my team on this Well, one. he's trying to mitigate oh. before he picks his side. And I feel like I was being an asshole because now that I know after the fact that she's got these cognitive issues, I I didn't know. But like, what are the cognitive issues? My first impression of you, ma'am, give me one more. We, oh, so we haven't gotten there yet. No, but that's... Oh, because you're explaining why you're confused about yes. what the issues might be. This is the first thing, that she's taking ownership of everything. And now, at the end of the day, somebody designated who gives a fuck has to take the... So, like, you vote and you put your thing in, like, basically a recycling bin. You process it in an electronic re- recycling bin. And then those are taken by the board of electors. And then she has to take... The, it prints out a receipt. Like, when you were a server, that's like, here's how many chicken cutlets were ordered and blah, mm-hmm. blah. And it's like, here's how many people voted for each person. And you fold that up and you fill out some other shit. And you got to take that to wherever. Who cares? And so she's like, I'll do it. And he was like, okay, I live near there. So if you want, if you'd prefer, it's not a big, I'll do it. And she's like, and we're like, right, okay. So you can't speak to the people, but you can do all the other shits. Oh my God. So then the day is going, you know, I, I've learned my job. I'm okay with the iPad. You do the thing, you flip it. Got it. Yeah, I flip it. And you I, find them, you flip it, call it a day. Yeah, and now I know that you can't vote on the iPad. Yes. So that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Also, so you come in. Mm-hmm. As I'm known to do. Let's say you're registered duck party. I a love a You're duck. a wig party. Wig. Wig with a wig. Lace front, please. You're a lace front party. And you come in, you say, hi, I'm... I'm lace front party. I'm here for, to vote for the lace front party. And... <laughs> She goes, I'm sure that's a, hello, I'm a Democrat. My name is Tom Actually, Jones. When I get, when I, when Tom Jones comes in, I scan his card. It says Tom Jones D or R. So in this. Or, oh, it wouldn't be I. In this primary, there were only two. Okay. Which made it very easy. In a general election, everyone gets the same ballot no matter what, because you can vote for whatever. Yeah. But in this one, we had two separate books. 
of like tear off. Oh, so you, oh, yeah, because you can't vote yes. for a Republican if you're a Democrat, even if you thought they were better. Correct. Because it's the primary. Yeah, it's just Once the they get to the spot, then you could vote. Correct. Okay, that yes. makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And like some, some states have open primaries. So if you've come from Vermont, for example, you might be confused. I'm with you. We'll get there momentarily, but just keep in mind this is a very small primary for a local official only, and it's only happening separate from the other election, which is August 23rd, because they've changed district zoning. So, whatever. So, what would happen is Tom Jones comes in, it says Tom Jones R, and so she sees that it's got an R, and she pulls off a Republican ballot. And then I have to log the number, but the number's not on the ballot, because that would be losing confidentiality. The number is on the side of the book that she's torn from. So, like, on the spine of this book, it's a, it'll be, like, number 1 through 100. Like, okay, I'm on 57 or whatever. So you pull Wait, that. I think you might have to wait some Oh, baby. And I don't want you to keep this towel. Okay. So she would see that. She would write down the number. And then I, the person on the iPad, would say, what number have you got there? And she would go, oh, it's 57. And, so, and that's how you close... The interaction on the iPad. So then you could trace it back if you needed to, but it's not... You would never be able to trace it back to their answers, but you'd be able to trace it back to this person voted at this location. Okay. They were part of book 1 through 100. Or and 0 Republican through 100. Or whatever. Yes. Yeah, you would never be able to trace it to your responses because it's only on the spine of the book. So... Oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay, okay. So that's how we're going. Couple of things. One, people keep coming in, process the whole situation. And we hand them their, you get your ballot and it's like in a manila envelope because it's like private. And I'm not, anyone can see the choices. I could hand the naked one to you, but you get but a manila envelope. when you return envelope. it back? Yeah, so you can walk it up and put it in the machine and it can be private. So you don't get attacked by the other party? <laughs> well, exactly. And people are opening the thing and they go, you only gave me a Democrat one or Republican or whatever. This is, this is so apolitical, I can't even tell you. You only gave me my party. And I was like. Yes, this is a primary election, but and again, I'm just fucking I'm just shooting shit. This is a primary election, and in order to keep things fair and democratic, as outlined by our founding fathers, I should address as Benjamin Franklin. Socrates <laughs> started back. Yeah, here, here is our thoughts. Blah blah blah. And so the several people, several many, several many, whipped the thing back at my face. Now this is hard paper. This Ten is hard, hard pants, hard paper. They shoot it at my face. My face. Your face. My features. You could get paper cut. The you could. In my eyes. Yeah. Cornea ablations. Is that a Corneal thing? ablations. Shoot it. <laughs> I'm trying to get us some listeners so they can see how cool we are. It's not going to work. Go I, so I'm like, the fuck? I don't want to vote in this. Goodbye. Why did you show? I don't give a hell. But yeah, so wait, so wait. Okay, hold on. Is this what we're getting to? So the problem is, okay, I come in, Tom Jones, Republican. Yep. You give me a paper, you take the spine, you put the number in, then I realize I can only do this and I throw it back at you and I leave. Now yes. I've not voted, but you have recorded that I have. Now I have recorded that you received a ticket and I can scratch it. I think it's called scratch, scrap it or scratch it. Either way, I can say, hey, Tom Jones needs to be scratched, but I got to find you again. So Tom Jones would be easy to find. Juanita... Chicago Laga. Yeah, not so much. And I didn't mean to pick, like, an ethnic name. Like, there are... 
your name would be difficult to find. Do you know what I mean? Because like, if I walk out and you have to remember the name I gave yes. you and how it was spelled. Exactly. And these people are so angry that they're not sticking around to make sure you can scratch their they're name. They're not like L-I-S. Yes. Thank you. Scratch me. It, I'm the 15th Ellen Carl through here. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so that's weird. That's a whole weird thing. Also, Tom Jones might not be easy to find because there might be a ton of them. And he might be a Democrat. I'm sorry, Tom Jones. To be fair, I wasn't even thinking of him. I think the first time I said his name, I was thinking of it's not unusual. But then he left my brain, and now and then it was just call back into Tom Jones. Joan Toms. Jonestown. So, in between episodes, that's some weird things that are happening. In between every... I can't believe people are getting angry. Ma'am. At, at, at just like the normal process. And just whipping. And it's not... You're not even mad. I expected people to be... There was a recent... Supreme Court ruling that people feel some type of way about, good or bad. Like uh-huh. People feel some type of way. And I expected a lot of that. None of that. They were mad that they couldn't vote for both parties. Yeah. She was like, well, I prefer this candidate. That's spectacular. You November, have to wait. who gives a shit? Come yeah. back then. Like, what? Also, just cast a ballot. Who gives a shit? Put the least desirable candidate from your party if you want to cross party lines. What? Like, just fill it out. In between every person. The other Democratic woman. I don't know her name. I, Can it, we call her Joan? Sure. Because Jones. No, just because Joan. Joan. You know? God, it's Deborah. like Pam. No, so, Deborah W. Denno. Deborah W. Denno. So Joan goes, well, I had breast cancer ah! in 2020. <laughs> so like you have a, a lull. Yeah. And this is, okay. Yeah, as, as aforementioned, every four minutes we have a person. <laughs> so every fourth minute I hear, yeah. Every time she brings up Ma'am. breast cancer? Every, every time. It's not a new story. Single time. Oh my. 16 hours. What? 16 hours. She only has two breasts. What can you keep saying about it? This is what? Yeah, so... <laughs> cancer in 2020 i got bronchitis i missed that election (laughs) hold on i'm trying to do it okay i'm sorry i missed that election we got the two dogs now (sighs) you know how my dog i call lou i'm not going to give you the dog's name because you might find this woman oh i sure won't somebody might she goes we got Louie Dog at home now. He's doing all right. I still don't give a fuck. <laughs> Our 1 through 16, zero fucks given. Is she even looking at you or she's just staring no. and talking? No, and I am saying it with the coherence of a logical, rational human being. So, I have breast cancer again. <laughs> and just like staring at me looking for a reaction. And this- so she is looking at you. Uh, she's looking straight ahead and then looking at me for confirmation. Uh, uh, uh. And so the Repub and, and I. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Elephant and ass here are like looking straight ahead. Elephant and ass. Yeah, that's us. You are an ass. And I, we're like, the hell? And, and are he, you doing big eyes at each other? He, the two of them have done this before. Okay. And I get the impression that like if you are, like when I lived in the city, I lived there for however long and I would, like if I was 60, I may have lived there for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And if you had volunteered when you were my age, like, I might be doing this for 40 years and you'd see the same people. He knows people who are coming in and is like, oh, hey, 
Francis, like, it's nice to see you again. Glad to see you're walking without the cane. Like, he just knows these people who are voting, and he knows people who used to do this. He is... But he does not know her? He does know her. Okay. And he is treating her with the grace and professionalism that I cannot muster. I have nothing to say. It is the 900th time you've told me you have breast cancer. I'm sorry, I am. Joan, get it. Got it. Get a grip. What else is of you? Tell me something else. Tell me anything else. I know it's breast cancer. What is your current but body what weight? what else is about I don't, it? Like, What's your BMI? Yeah. How many steps do you walk? Do you want to be brain stimulated? How many golf rounds have you played in your life? Joan, anything. Tell me something, Joan. <laughs> What's your middle name? Yeah, no idea. Actually, I think she had two first names. Oh, the worst. Wow. <laughs> Purely personally attacked. I'm feeling aggressed Regina upon. Jones. Aggressed upon. So, she's the worst. And then she goes on break, and he goes, I can't fucking stand her. And I was like, sir, where were you when I was resolutely staring ahead and he, trying he, to ignore he this? Was gonna, he should have done this with you. Thank you. Or like the grab. Where was I mean, of if that? you would have grabbed your thigh, I probably wouldn't have liked it. I would but not have been thrilled. You would have known, though, <laughs> if it was like a, yeah, you'd have known. That's but, not sexual. That's alarm. But now I know I can make eyeballs. Yes. So now every, when she comes back and she's got a fucking, she's riding a scooter to and fro. She's got a helmet. It's a whole goddamn thing. Like a scooter, like. Like an electric scooter. Oh, so not like she's handicapped. In she's not handicapped. It's not like a sitting guy. It's like, she stand on it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not okay. a Vespa. It's like a, an electric scooter, but also why are you riding so it's not 65 years old? reasons. Correct. Okay. 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 And she's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go to, she's done OSHA. Now the, we're in a school building and the school building's having construction. That's an OSHA violation. That's an OSHA violation. I just took a class. Took a class on fire safety. What did you learn, Joan? Like... But she, she like, gives you a surface sentence. What did you learn? That's it. That's all you're going to get from Joan. She took a class. It was in Chicago. It was on fire safety. Well, Chicago's to known to having fires with the people. Absolutely. Poor children in the theater or whatever the fuck. So Triangle Trist Waste. No, that's New York City. Okay. So many things. So many hours. All I know. She had breast, breast cancer. cancer in 2020. Lives with Missed mom. Missed that election. Couple of dogs. OSHA. Scooter. Scooter. Not the last time. She brought a car last. So she drives. So wait, she's like literally leaving the premises? Yeah, she has to go watch the mother because the mother is disabled. And that's why the mother did not So come she had two half hour breaks to, to go? Property. We all had two hour long breaks. But most of us just like Whatever. sat there yeah. and ate some food off to the side in case it got busy, which yeah. it never did. But she busted out. Oh my god. So that was the whole, that was like the entirety of my insanity. And you're giving eyes now. And now I'm giving eyes. Now I can give eyes. Elephant and ass making yeah, eyes. Because I know that you know. And now you know I know that you know. I love eyes. We do the best eyes. So helpful. And he goes, I just, there was this older woman. She came in later. You're like, there's this older woman that we used to work with. And she and I, I think you're the new her. And I'm like, okay. Because I can't deal with this much longer. And every time one of us would go on break, the other one would be like, Fuck you. Like, sorry yeah. about it. And so that's glorious. Like, you know, now like, I have Godspeed. an ally. And then we would start a conversation. What did happen with his breaks? Because he's a Republican and he couldn't leave? It, it, so we just let him go. Oh, yeah. He would sit on the front steps. So, like, if the, the the only thing that maybe would be a concern is, like, there were... Uh, 
let me get there. But there, there are a lot of people who are having trouble with the goddamn machine. And so I don't want to go up to a Republican ticket and be like, oh, you enter it this way. Because if that person feels like I'm telling them the wrong instructions, I, a Democrat, you know what I mean? This like, it's just so it's much. bad optics. Do people really give I, and how would you know? How right? would you know what you I'm You don't know that I'm, yeah, exactly. So, whatever. So, but he was there, and he was available if we had questions. Okay, and it, he gave us his number, so if we needed him to come back, he was just outside. And he smoked, so it was like, and he's going to be in our study. Yeah, I have his phone number. I'll give it to you. Please do. Yeah. Please do. Please do. Also, he lives around the, ho- the house for me. He lives around the block for me, and he owns Harbor Freights. I love Bitch. that. I know. I you have a, a new friend. I need a friend. <laughs> yeah, God. don't we all? Yeah. He's got like five kids. He's like, come have wine. I'll put some wine in the fridge. You like Lambrusco or whatever. Lambrusco. I don't know what it is. It's sure. a sweet red. Absolutely, I do. Now I do. Well, can we have it now? Can we? I almost, Sneak it in. I wanted to be like, Joan, you can go home. Go ahead home. Mama needs you. Mama! Louie Dog's calling. Go on. Scoot home. We got this. We'll be here for the next nine hours. Mama needs you. You know she was dead in a chair. Right, like a hundred percent. She just really went home, put the wig Correct. on, and took care of her own self. Yeah, she had her <laughs> several marriage institutes she had to attend to. Flies landed on oh her face. Oh my god! Oh my god! So that I just almost killed myself. You poke yourself in the eye. No, I, I <laughs> took the straw, but then also went to drink it. Ah, and I'm just glad I didn't break a tooth. Although I'm I glad wish you I didn't because like, these are yellow. And I, I don't. Like, I don't hate them. I think it looks so much better than when it was like in. The, don't forget how you hated that. And Actually, it looks so good. Now. I didn't hate it a ton. I just hated the size. They looked even smaller. Maybe because, yeah. But I think it looks so good. I'm just mad if I wanted to whiten my journey. There's literally nothing you can do about porcelain. Mm, that's annoying. So, a couple of last things that I will leave you with because that was just like generally the entire 16 hours of that. And I wish I was exaggerating because literally 16 goddamn hours. People are insane. And they're so... I feel like I have to take out the bit about Harbor Freight. Oh, sure. They're, well, he down. doesn't own all of them. He just, like, has some stuff. Oh, okay. Um, people are so stupid. <laughs> like, so, there's... I, maybe, and they're the ones coming to vote. Let's just put that right you. out there. So, maybe you haven't noticed, but when you, <laughs> last time you went to vote in 1904... So you go there. <laughs> right when women got the right to vote, I did that first vote. You and then I was like, too much suffrage anxiety. Suffrage done. I'm out. Of, I can't. Too much anxiety. <laughs> so there's like, in, in our setup, it was a table. And I check you in. And because I'm not an asshole, I'm like, good afternoon, Mr. Jones. Here's your thing. So you'll go Mr. over here and you'll fill that Jones. out. Um, right behind you, you'll see this electronic garbage can. You're just going to file it in there. And then you can give the manila folder right back to me. You'll be on your way. That's it. Mm-hmm. 12 seconds mm-hmm. and I only have to say it 250 times they come up to this bitch and she's like there's crickets playing I don't know if you can hear it but like so I'm like good afternoon Mr. Jones <laughs> like what the hell thank you for voting what's like can I have your license so people go up to there's two systems now you're so polite I'd be like hey man <laughs> it's hotel shit I know I you know, know? Like, it, oh, but I should be more professional based on what we do, but I'm just like, hey, man. Because I say that to other like, people. Good evening. What's the last name? Oh, perfect. I um, Let me get you your thing. Here's how you do it, blah, blah, blah. And thank you for voting, Mr. Jones. Like, Thanks, that's pal. how I would end it. And so, but it's the same thing every fucking time. It's not personable. Yeah. It's just polite, you know? Yeah. So. It's professional. Yeah. And also, like, not different. I don't want to be different if it's a Republican or a Democrat. Yeah. Like, here it is. Thank you for voting either way. Like, thank you for coming here. I didn't even know there was an election. I'm fucking working it. So, they go... Down. Did you vote? Uh, yeah. Okay. We we all <laughs> did, but we couldn't process 
ourselves. Yeah. Because I was just like, bitch, if you said that the whole time. Oh my god. And didn't even vote, that's even but I funnier. Didn't give a shit. Yeah. The, the Republican candidate, it, it look. I don't know what his name is. It looks like Led Zeppelin. That's hilarious. I would vote for him just because. Because that's his so name funny. Looks like- yeah, his name is Lee Zephyrin or something. Yeah, your name's Led Zeppelin. That's what amazing. if I won in wearing this? Would I he get a tattoo in our district? We printed out the thing, and the Republican was like, "What did, did Led Zeppelin win?" I'm like, "He fucking did, he did." So, whatever. Now I have to Google governor. Yeah, for governor. So, this guy comes in. He's registered independent. And he sits down. And he goes, "Oh, I gotta change my party. None of these people know what they're doing." He's like 900 years old, and he's going on and on and on about his politics. And we're the Republican and I, the two people with brain cells to rub together, are like. We can't let this guy, he's electioneering. Like, we, we can't let him spout off because people are checking in beside his, like, and he's going on and on and on. I'm like, can you? Shut hell up. The man in this situation, can you just, like, Lee walk him Zeldin. outside? Yeah, Led Zeppelin. Oh, Andrew Giuliani. Yeah. But people were like, oh, I didn't know Giuliani was running it. Giuliani's not- dead. Obviously, it's his son. Like, he didn't die. But he's basically dead. Yeah, pretty much. You know? His like, tan's melting yeah. off. Or no, it was hair dye, I feel like. He's politically dead. Oh, absolutely. Let him be. He's been assassinated. He was on The Masked Singer. His life is over. Oh, I didn't didn't even watch the season yet. But like... Ken Jeong walked off. He was pissed. I don't know. And even like the Republican and I were both saying, it would be nice to have people who are younger. Like, I don't know these people. I don't know what they stand for. I don't want to vote for another 900-year-old person. Like... Give me somebody who looks like me, you know, yeah. who represents me. It's all I want. Or like born in the 70s Jesus at Christ. least. Yeah, like not born in 1950, like just came back from the Great War. Whatever. So it's, what is it? It's Mary Stuart Baxter back from the Great War. No, what's Jeremy. Jeremy Fisher. Fisher. <laughs> so whatever. This guy's going on and on and on. And eventually he finally leaves. But as he's going on and on and on, these two girls come in. Cutest little crop tops ever. And everyone's tattoos, I'm like, Where's your, who's your artist? Who's your artist? Who's your right? artist? I, I had was a dream about time. tattoos last night. I also, I feel. Uh, it was everyone's like a Disney tattoos or like um, Star Wars tattoos. This one girl designed her own. And it was like so beautiful. She was independent. She couldn't even vote. But like, thank you for stopping by because I love your tattoo. And so he finally gets out of there. But not before these two girls in crop tops that are like, my body, my choice. All on the crop top, and I'm like, here's your thing, please leave before this old man says anything to you. Because he's got, his pants are up to his nipples, and he's Urkel, wearing, yeah. But white and he, old. Correct. It is a lot, and fat, like, moobs everywhere. It was just like, oh, okay. I would rather look at man boobs <laughs> than hear the word moobs, just for the record, but continue. <laughs> like, please get out of here, please go. So that was the whole thing. And then, so people throwing the things back at us because it was primary funny. That guy sitting down because he had so many things to say to no one funny. And then the other one is when people are done. So it's like there were moments, like the beginning of the day, before people go to work, after people come home and lunch break. Those were the busy, the only busy times. And it was like 30 to 35 people that you'd process in like two minutes. It was like kind of a lot. And so you're checking someone in and you see someone that you've handed. There's only one fucking question in the ballot. So it takes them 12 seconds. And they're wandering in the back with their dumb pamphlet. And they're just wandering. They don't make eye contact with you. They're just waiting for you to notice that they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're wandering. They're going. Are you going to see? They don't know. They're not sure. But they're going to wait for it. So one of us, not the idiot, is like, are you having some difficulty? 
faulty. It's the electronic garbage. You process it in the garbage. It looks like a shredder. Yeah, it does. And like, so then they put it on the top. No, there's an image. There's actually a graphic representation of what you're meant to do that right there. That just repeats, yeah. Yeah, just a tape loop. Just do that. Do that thing. So many people walked past that. And now I don't know if you've ever noticed in the couple of times that you voted, but on the far side, there is a handicapped projector. So if you have difficulty seeing and you haven't brought your correct lenses for whatever reason, you can insert the ballot and it um, magnifies it, but also has punch cards on the side. So instead of ticking like you'd have to, you just hit a button and it processes it. And then you it prints it out for you and then you can mm, do mm. the thing. Oh, Okay. It's very nice. The amount of people trying to process it in there, you are not. They're just looking at it giant. Yeah. What did you think? So when you when you put it into the screen and it magnified 840 times, you were like, that makes sense. Let me process this. It's official. <laughs> what? In the fuck? So now what would happen? Let's just say hypothetically, some I came in and I did that. But I thought it was we processed. Look at you and go, no, no, no. I thought it was processed and I leave. Are you allowed to go get that and put it in the shredder mm-hmm. or no? With the two of us there, one from each party, yes. We okay. go and we can pick it up and we can process it. So fucked up. So that was happening and there was one other funny thing and I don't remember what I was going to tell you. Uh, that maybe, I'll, I'll, maybe we'll come up with it again later. But like, ma'am. But so is, what do you think her cognitive issues are then? So, well, I was wondering if it had some, so she did go to war. She served in Afghanistan. She served as a, I don't know what the words are, for like when, like a first response, first response is not the right word, like an emergency, like a FEMA operator. Mm, mm, mm. She she was nine eleven like disaster dispatch. relief. Yeah, maybe that's the word. So when that plane crashed in L Town Lancaster, Lock Clarence Lackawanna, sure Clarence, it has a no. So when that <laughs> happened, she was dispatched. I only know because and she was like, oh yeah, because sheriffs, and she was asked to like help with the cleanup mm. and things, and and she's telling me all about it. And the other guy had he was in the Marines. He saw death and disaster too. He actually helped with the tenting for that to like shield the carnage from the public and like so they're talking about it and i'm like and they're both at the same spot and he's like i hated you then too yeah. joan ma'am shut I, the fuck up joan i'm shut, tenting tenting hell, no call back shut hell up joan shut hell up <laughs> i just can't like i so in theory if you continue this she's gonna be there every time with it's out so he I, I was like, can I have your number if you want to be in the study? Because we, he's like, I'm going to go smoke. And I was like, you shouldn't. Let me tell you what. He's right-handed? He's, he, like, he was asking if we vibrate at a certain hertz because he feels like aliens are going to get into his brain. And I was like, no, we don't do it at that hertz. Don't worry. But, like, also, do you want to do it? Because we're really hurting for, uh, for participants. And his wife might do it. And, like, he's got all these other, like, people who in his orbit who also smoke. And I'm like, please do. Like, we pay you. Just yeah. do this. And so he, he has my number, and he texted me at the end, and he was like, so if we have to be in groups, can we group? I'm like, yeah. yes, please. I can't. I couldn't. Like, when she was on break, it was the most peaceful, normal. And, like, we didn't even talk the whole time. You just, like, be. Like, I was doing some stuff Bead. for work. Yeah. You just don't. But for every single time somebody would walk away, yeah, well, same thing I said 400 times now. So, you know, like, that's great. It's spectacular. So you think she had, like, a TBI or something, maybe? Yeah, or, like, so I was thinking that or, like, maybe some kind of... Traumatic brain injury for those not in the Brain injury. Brain injury. Or, like, 
some kind of like PTSD unresolved something or other. But she's going to like these OSHA trainings. But like I, I don't know. There was a there was some oral early onset issues. dementia. Maybe like she didn't remember she was saying the same thing over and over again. That's all. That's why I want to tell you that. Forty eight minutes worth. I'm sorry. It, no, I, I love it. To tell you that. Let's stop for a second because I'm gonna close the back door and make sure my dog's not dying. Use the use your things. Now into the actual episode. <laughs> oh, I don't even know. I don't have any episodes. So, m- one of my favorite films, the 1998 cinematic masterpiece, The Man in the Iron Mask. Love it. <laughs> Jeremy Irons has my heart. Oh my heart. god. And then when he was Rodrigo Borgia, I was like, this is you at your best. Those two roles... He's historical. And and Scar, obviously. Oh, of course. <laughs> Although I, historically, notoriously, he sang so hard and be prepared. Historiously. <laughs> he sang so hard and be prepared that he fucked his voice up and someone had to finish it for him. Oh, my God. You can't really tell, oh though. It's very seamless. <laughs> Isn't that... Didn't... Go ahead. Raja? No. No? Yeah. No. What's her name? Mm-hmm. It was a drag queen. It was. And she she's fat now. What? Mm-hmm. Wait, who? She won. No. Mm-hmm. Who was? No, the bitch. She kept doing it in the one She's season. Transgender. Sonique, Kylie Sonique Love. Oh my god. But no, it was. What the fuck is her name? I always put her with Monique Hart. Raj, Raja Kennedy. Kennedy Davenport? Davenport? No, 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 no. Raja Davenport. Fuck. <laughs> But she kept doing it, and I... But either way, did it... It, like, infiltrated that whole season, I feel like. Did it... Did it originate there? Like, is it a drag queen thing? Because kids and shit are watching people do it on YouTube and stuff. And I'm like, if it came from a drag queen, I live for it. Now I I gotta find her name. It might be like, and I... That's that's a, a thing. That's big. In... How do I find out her name? She won, right? No, that's not home. That skinny girl. You're talking about Sony Club. Mm-mm. Yeah, Raja, bitch, Raja O'Hara. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Raja. That's no, no, no. Season. She's the one that kept doing it mm-hmm. in her season. I feel the two of them both because we were like, that's funny, and then at the end we're like, can we not? Okay, sorry. So to place us, and this is wild because I'm so bad at this. We're in the 1680s. I want to take a look because I feel like in real life I should go before you because mine is, I think, existing before yours, but I don't, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not, so. Okay. <laughs> Let me look. What are you looking at? To see if it is, in fact, in terms of um, pre- presentation. Where the fuck are you? I just had you. Oh, it's probably up here because I just opened it. What are you saying? 1680. Yep, yeah, I'm first. But it's okay. Mimi, I'm first. It is. Ugh. <laughs> and then she was on, like, the... Get out of here. Goodbye. So, Do you need wine? Should I have gotten you um, wine? I'm okay for now, but after this episode, my God. Well, you might need one for when <sighs> I'm going. Maybe over the road. In the 1680s... The network of, like, people I aspire to be fat old Victorian women gossiping was off the chain. Like, everybody who was anybody was in this network. Everyone was super excited. and But French. Oh, we oui, c'est ça. We are in France. <laughs> Nous sommes en France. <laughs> the... Escargot. Well, exactly. 
the <laughs> whisper of the town is there's a prisoner, and he is shielded from the world. And who is he? And why is he? Shielded from the word in what world in what way? Shielded from the world in what way? Fuck me. I hate everything about myself. No one knew what was going on. So people are making up shit left, right, and center. Like, they are just saying whatever. They've decided. Here's what's happening. No one knows what's happening in real life. But generally, the conversation is that there's an anonymous man. We don't know who this person is. It's definitely a man. This person is locked up. And they're locked up on the very strict orders of the king. So it's not like a local it's judge decided. Yeah, It's a high It's a high thing. And it's King Louis XIV, the Sun King. So no one knew who he actually is. And because you can't see his face when he's being transported. He's the one that built Versailles, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And because you can't see his face when he's transported, no one really knows what's going on. Now, I will say... The Gossip Network says that this is an iron mask, but historians currently think it was made of velvet. I'll get there in a moment, but just well, that, that changes everything. <laughs> well, kind of. Give me a minute. So, in ni- nineteen, Jesus Christ, I'm going to say nineteen. I always mean sixteen. Just deal 16, with it. Sixteen, sixteen, sixteen. <laughs> in sixteen eighty seven, a newspaper is talking about this transfer of a prisoner, and the prisoner is going from the citadel of Saint Marie to a small island off the coast of of Cannes. Um, it is this person and a former musketeer, not one of the famous ones. Give me a break. It was. Are the famous musketeers actually real musketeers or names that he made up? a real guy. Okay. It, well, they were written by Dumas. And but he, like, like based on real people? Or... I believe loosely. I don't know that they're all, but like D'Artagnan is like of Artagnan. Like that's a person. He's a person. Okay. And I don't know that he was. Yeah, I was just character. asking, are they famous in that because of the book or famous because mm. they also actually existed? Athos, Porthos. We'll and... get to. Alexander Dumas in a second. Oh, Charlie Sheen's in there. Everything's wild. Oh my god. And then there's like a floating ship on And Kiefer. Mm. So the guard is actually Benigne de Saint-Mars, which is like the Saint of March. Whatever. So So St. Patrick got it. Exactly. So the guard and his prisoner had, prior to all of this hullabaloo, I will say, lived together in this fortress. And the fortress was in the Alps. It was really heavily guarded. It's where Italy is now. Lived together in that he was guarding this guy and was he's there 24-7. Guy. Yeah, he's okay. there 24-7. I don't think the person was masked 100% of the time. I think it was like masked it's, in transit. When you say mask now, all I'm thinking about is COVID. Mask transit. Oh, <laughs> right. He's wearing a velvet mask. <laughs> looking very chic. He's looking extremely chic. Ugh, I had a friend who said chic, and I was like, get out of here. What? Chic. Although chic whenever I, I say chic, it just occurred to me, I know how it's spelled, but my head sees S-H-I-Q-U-E. Oh. Chic. Didn't see that coming. I know. I'm surprising. <laughs> Kylie chic love. <laughs> the fortress is ah, like a special prison for people that the king really hates. Mm-hmm. Just like he really hates you. I will throw this out there. So why? like a political prisoner probably? Yeah, but why you not just kill you? you? Fuck it. So. <laughs> just throw that Shit anywhere. Just went so rogue. In the last episode I'm editing and I hit the microphone. I go, oh, I'm so sorry. I hit the mic and then you just whack <laughs> yours for no reason. Because you hit it and I didn't want you to be alone. Oh, thank you. Hmm. While their ears are bleeding. Sorry about your ears. Sorry about eventually just our ears. <laughs> <laughs> Life is hard sometimes. But why not just kill these people? You're beheading. I know the guillotine's invented. I just did an episode on that. Well, maybe. Go ahead. Okay, so if I'm a king, Mm -hmm. and there's somebody that I don't like, and the world knows I don't like them, 
And I don't want to be made to look revengey. Mm-hmm. And if it were like, I mean, I suppose you could do it in secret, but like, I don't know. I just feel like the optics is what it is. Can I ask you a question? Do you think biological warfare was a thing then? Because people are dying of like malaria and smallpox. If you knew somebody had that, could you be like, great, for the end of your life, I'd like you to go live with this guy. And like now you can't get away from him because you're in prison, but you're with someone who has smallpox. I feel like that's extra because well, like did, back then, did they know it was how it was contagious? I feel like yes. It wasn't the Renaissance like the 1500s. I feel like they had microscopes at this point. Really? I think. I don't know. I just think probably it has something to do with optics. If Ugh. word got out that you killed somebody, it would look worse. You killed ever? You killed like 800 Wait, of your boy. wives. <laughs> just laid in that hallway. I think. Just kill her. I whatever. So in this. Or maybe it's like the torture of it. If you kill them, they're dead and they're not suffering. Maybe it was a suffering thing. Maybe. Like, fuck you. This is what you have to deal with for the rest of your life. It just seems so Which is why I got mad when Scott Peterson got the death penalty. Fuck him. Give him life in prison. Put him with Gen Pop. Do you think he'll actually be killed? No. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. He's just going to be able to sit in pretty in his death roach thing. He's not going to- Death roach. Like, he would get- I think he would be killed if he was put with General Pop. But B, that's why when Don't Michael Peterson, when he was in prison and got beat up, yeah. Why does he get a single cell? Somebody's been waiting for well, five years. Well, he was famous. Well, okay. he was like an author. Meanwhile, our Kelly's no. crying. Oh, Okay, go ahead. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, got weird political in the wrong area. So no visitors were allowed to this prison. In the Alps. In the Alps. Okay. No matter who you were. This is not specific to this guy. No visitors. No contact with other inmates. No books, that sucks. Uh. And no exercise. What is, I, how can you... I mean, I guess you could tell if you're doing squats or, like, running around. I but, don't, like, what if nobody's looking at me? I'm doing crunches. I would love to see information. Or maybe it means, like, no, like, rec time. Oh, maybe. Well, I would like to see the inside of this prison. Because it is beautiful on the outside now. Mm. Like, But I don't know what it was then. And there's not, obviously, a lot of paintings. So it feels to me... We just did Birdman, and it sounds like the solitary confinement that he was dealing with. Well, he was supposed to be dealing with that oh, he bitch. was not dealing with, but definitely should have been. <sighs> so in 1698, they move again. The musketeer was appointed governor of the Bastille in Paris, so in order for him to fulfill his duties politically, he, he had, he had, to, had bring... to take his prisoner, because he's been charged with this guy. Like, forever. And once you're charged with this guy, I you're guess. charged with this guy. But I don't know if, like, that was a particularly trustworthy musketeer. Like, maybe that musketeer had been blackmailed, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it was like, you, you're going to do this for the rest of your life, or you can go fuck off. I don't know. But he's appointed governor. And, like, R.A.P., because this is when the Bastille falls. <laughs> it's fine. But the prisoner situation has not changed. He's still not allowed to do any of those things. He's got, like... So he's in solitary confinement in, in the Bastille. He's in a different location, yet still nobody's allowed to talk to him, including this the governor of him. Like, no one can do you say anything. they really weren't talking? Feed him on death mute. By death mute, right? Feed him by death yeah. mute and yeah. feed him well. <laughs> do you think they really, though? Like, do you think they listened? I think that just as there was, like, fat Victorian women, I feel like there were old, old-timey criminals in that prison who, the second he was moved past them, started gossiping. No, but I mean, do you think that the guard talked to him, even though he's not supposed to? I think the guard felt... Like, how could you not? Who else is there making sure you're doing it? I feel like the guard felt, um, what was it from? Like, when you don't want to do something, like, um, resentful. 
that he had to watch this guy and very much did not want to talk to him. Like, probably did not have anything good to say. But, like, who was he talking to? The prisoner or the governor? The guard. Oh, he could write letters. He could have visitors. But, like, in the Alps? Yeah. Oh, I okay. mean, he could have people around. They just can't go to the see his prisoner. Oh, I think okay. that's going to be so loud. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's because I was picking real bad. I'm trying to do it under the table. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let's see. Don't say anything. Nope. Not really registering. Oh, it's your voice. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> One officer, not the guard. Um, officer of the Bastille wrote in his memoirs about how surprised he was when this new governor comes in, accompanied by a, this is quotes, man who is always masked and whose name is never pronounced. Which is wild, because like, can you imagine never hearing your own name by anybody? Not the governor, not anyone. Well, when you're a prisoner, sometimes they only refer to you by number, like Zimbardo. Oh, I was thinking about- Prisoner 314. What is the name is number? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not very oh, familiar. Six, so one. I'm not very familiar with Oh, Lemis. I love Lemis. I like, I only know the song on my own because Joey Potter sings it in <laughs> a talent show in Dawson's Creek. What is that one? On my own, pretending he's beside me. That's really Miz. I think. Hmm. If it's not, then I feel like a dick. <laughs> well, I don't goof. know. When the man died in the Bastille, it was 1703. And what was recorded was this. A man in his 50s was buried at the St. Paul Cemetery in Paris. His belongings and clothes were burned at dawn. There you go. I didn't get it yet. Oh, oh yeah. It's from Les Mis. When is it sung? Um, well, let's see who sings it. Sung. I don't care. No, the character. Which character sings on my own? Eponine. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that's sad. I'm going to need you to reread what you said because I wasn't focused. So, sure. About the clothes. About his death in 1703. Yes, yes, please. A man in his 50s was buried at the St. Paul Cemetery in Paris. So just like put a pin in that because we know where he's fucking buried. His belongings and clothes were burned at dawn. It's also rumored, though I can't confirm this, that the walls of his cell were scraped and subsequently whitewashed. So just, like, paint it over. Make sure I get my rings after this episode so I can spin them. But if you had a disease, surely the cell walls would be... I mean, I guess they don't give a fuck, but, like, for the protection of the guards and stuff, surely the cell would be cleaned to some extent and stuff would be burned, right? Like, if you had the plague, they would... That's what happens in The Man in the Iron Mask. Oh, yeah, they burn the body. Yeah, but they burn the body because uh, What's-His-Tits comes in, or Jeremy Irons comes in as an Italian priest. Oh, yeah. To give last rites, and he's like, a plague, a plague! And then switches, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then carries him out in his fat body. Oh, my God. But he did such a good job, like, Jeremy carrying fucking him in. Irons. I love Jeremy Can he be our friend? Get, Bitch, Dear wait. Jeremy Irons, if you're listening. So this show is not nearly as good as I wanted it to be. I'm sorry, Mike Myers. But there is a show called The Pentaveret. On Netflix, where Mike Myers plays, like, six ep- six different characters or whatever. But Jerry, Jerry, Brutos, Jeremy Irons <laughs> exactly. narrates the beginning of it every time. And each time, he he's like, nobody's listening to this. Fuck it. And, oh, my God. Right there. If you get Jeremy Irons to introduce your show and he says fuck in it, I'm <laughs> in. And I love him. I'm and in. I feel like he should be like, 
and the psychos. Like, if we could get him to introduce us. I know. And Jeremy know Irons. Dear Jeremy Irons. I love you deeply. The psychos. I. Yeah, do it as Borgia. I, oh, anything he's in, I'm immediately hooked. Like, I need to show everything about Rodrigo Borgia. I need to know everything. He. I don't think I finished the book. Oh, about Aramis? No. Um, I downloaded, I think. It must have been because I was listening to it. The book Lolita. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy Irons narrates it. God damn it. I'll listen to that. And I don't now even I know. I don't even know if I was paying attention, but his voice. Mm-hmm. I think his voice is better. I'm sorry. Than Morgan Freeman mm-hmm. and James Earl Jones. I I'll want Jeremy or Orens. Fuck a dick. Jeremy Irons. I don't ever want to have to talk about an episode because I can't do it. <laughs> I want... Jeremy Irons to narrate my life. He used to narrate Spaceship Earth and Disney. And I, it was when I was too young to, I hadn't gone yet. I would fucking love it. If I were Bob Chapek, I would get him back immediately. You gotta, you gotta capitalize on that shit. James, Dame, Dame Duty. Dame Duty Dench? No. James Duty. She ain't it. James Duty. James Duty. <laughs> That's her alias when she stays in hotels and she doesn't want people to know. Hi, I'm James Duty. James <laughs> Duty Bench. It's Duty. So, all these rumors are happening. The guy is dead now, so... Dad buried St. Paul's Cathedral. Dead, buried, stuff burned, whitewashed walls, everybody in St. Paul, in Paris. We can just go there and dig up all the bodies and DNA every fucking shit. Is it a marked grave or unmarked grave? Who cares? But it... We don't know. But if it were unmarked, there's a... So, in Sleepy Hollow, the actual Sleepy Hollow in New York, so the You go to all these places without me. Why do you leave me out? I can, we can do a whole tour. Jill wrote up the whole thing about like, here's where everything happened. So Irving Washington is from Sleepy Hollow and he wrote, Sleepy, he wrote the Sleepy Hollow book. And the, Ichabod Crane. Yeah. The characters are based on real people, though the names are totally wrong. And the- Like D- Jane Duty. Jane Duty. So Jane Duty's body in Sleepy Hollow <laughs> is buried in an unmarked grave. Like the Headless Horseman. Mm-hmm. is supposed to be a Hessian, a German soldier who came to the colonies to try to, like, fight to keep them for Britain. And his... To ke- oh, to keep them for Britain. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And his body is buried not even that far, like, paces, measurable paces off from the church in a grave. And it's unmarked, but there's a sunken... What is it? The... Soft depression? It's a soft depression, I would say. You can see clearly, like, the rectangle of... Where a body is. So to be fair, now that I'm thinking, unmarked, I had it in my head that unmarked might mean there's a gravestone, no name, but it means mm. nothing. There's no nothing. That's my understanding of unmarked, though or we can either, certainly probably. look it up. Yeah, fair. Yeah, like a cross with just nothing. Yeah. Here lies, I case, don't fucking know. In the Headless Horseman's case, nothing's nothing. There. But also no disturbance. You're not, you're not wandering around. Excellent oh. cafe, though. Terrible monsters. So... <sighs> They won't be sponsoring us anytime soon. <laughs> Obviously, it's fine. We're getting they, so many sponsors. They probably don't have much money. So <laughs> everybody is very excited about like, oh, he's dead now. And also now it can go like this rumor can get bigger and bigger. Because they can't be proved wrong. Yeah, there's no like ab- ability to refute it. And like if you were even close to the king a little Farmer bit. Farmer refuted. It, it, <sighs> Heed not the rebel who screamed. <laughs> Revolution. This is also, speaking of revolution, the time that everyone hates King Louis. They're like, down with the monarchy. We don't want this. America's doing it. We want to fucking do it. No one's helping, even though Lafayette helped. Like Lafayette? Yeah. Oh, fucking Hamilton. He didn't give a shit. 
That's not a good friend. But I feel like Washington convinced him, and I don't hate the idea of stay out of foreign affairs. But, like, don't make promises you can't keep. Correct. Because that's a friend. Unless they weren't really friends in real life. now in a basket. So. Tisket, a tasket, a head in a basket. People were using this death to be like, oh, this prisoner was Louis's prisoner, and it could have been any of us. Like and treated so Louis. poorly. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, like, he, this is how he treats spun. us. This is how he thinks of us. And the it became people. like this propaganda thing. Well, because maybe if he was a political prisoner, maybe he was trying to revolt. We don't know. You they, know what I mean? <laughs> yes, fair. They also thought of this prisoner, like, it was. you know how we use some bullshit on like our propaganda posters? I'm sure every country does. But they were like, fuck the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, the prisoner was a goddamn spy. It was the Dutch. The fucking Dutch and like who even what is knows that? and gold member what he's <laughs> like I I nobody's like I something like I like the statements conflict he's like I love all people equally or something but I hate the Dutch <laughs> that's pretty much what this is well to be fair the Dutch so if you were they were putting their fingers in fucking dams clogging it up yes if you were rich, even a little bit, you desperately wanted the monarchy. Like, if you had a, an iota, it's like not wanting socialism. Like, obviously, the people who are poor are like, there's money poor. out there to be had. Then I don't have any. So, like, sprinkle the wealth. It makes more sense. And the monarchy poor. would not support sprinkling wealth. Yes. And the people who are rich or even, like, bordering on rich are like, please, I just got here. Like, please let me keep my wealth for myself. I, I don't not want to very be poor. much. Exactly. I don't, if I give more to you, I'll be you. And I don't want to tip those scales. Like, please let me just be this. So if you were enjoying a modicum of wealth, you wanted the monarchy. And if you weren't, you desperately wanted it to be downfallen. And the vast majority of people were poor. Poor. And that's why. Why are you revolting? You look like you're poor. Once again, in the 1998 cinematic classic, that's why they throw rotten fruit at him. Like, Fuck you. Like, you are eating well. We're not, and you have no idea. Let them eat cake, Marie Antoinette. Exactly. And I don't even think she said that, but... She definitely did not. (laughs) So, the Dutch, at this time, are trying to delegitimize Louis' throne by saying that he's not the rightful heir, and there were But why did the Dutch give a fuck? Uh, Well, I think the Dutch were once under French rule, and they've gone away from that and they're, and they're like, still like fuck you well i think the french are still fighting them like you're Uh-oh. still mine you're still mine they're like fuck you fuck you you're cool got it yes exactly but if he's not the rightful heir somebody must be and a reasonable candidate is this man in the iron mask so like we can put him in that role because he didn't want sense. his shit challenged yes so which is the whole thing of the thing if you didn't watch man in the iron mask uh, the whole thing is they're identical twins and the fucking mother doesn't know, which is devastating. But so that's why he's masked, because they look identical. And if people found out, there would be a like a claim to the throne for one. Because and then it's like minutes. Him. It's like who was born first. Mm-hmm. And then also, if he was unliked and there was someone that had legitimacy, they would throw him in like there. like more reasonable. Who helps people when they fall over, you know? Continue. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm probably could go through that whole movie quoting it. You know it way better than me, I but I just watched it film. recently. Oh my god. I'm wild watching it's it like now. the only real Leonardo DiCaprio film that I'm really like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Titanic is so good too. But like, not to keep watching. Because mm. I, I spoil it over ship sings. <laughs> the, oh, I hated that when it came out and you're like, oh, it's so good. And people were like, surprise, the ending. 
Yeah. Did you Thanks, see this thing? Dick, it's yeah. one of those things where like people are online and they make themselves look stupid and someone's like, I don't know if they were talking Canadians or something, but they're like, these people that are so stupid that they think the Titanic really happened, it's a movie. We should do that as an episode. I am I love the Titanic. Devastatingly Remember interested in, in all the people who died. That fucking guy. The we uh the professor that we liked until he Radiola. was my Yeah, oh. until he was my yeah. advisor. Uh-huh. And he, he was, was nice. I liked him. Yeah, he was nice to you. He's not nice to me. Hi, baby. He's not the rebel who screamed revolution. But he taught, we read an article about the Titanic. and Yeah, he was way into it. And he was like, something, something about the night. And I was like, it was a moonless <laughs> night. Because I know I was there. Like, I know random ass shit. And I when night. I went to the, the fucking Las Vegas and they have the thing. Oh, I did that too. I went by myself. I, yeah. I went for a man. Did you live or die? I died. I did I not. Died. I lived. Well, good for you. Even though I was a third class woman. My God. But because they because were saved first. Mm-hmm. And then my friend who was with us, he was actually someone that was featured in the museum. It was a priest who was traveling to go do a marriage. And I feel mm. like it was in our area. And he died because he was he's first class, but he's probably helping the people. Mm. And he died. It was tragic. I have a connection to Buffalo that I did not expect in these notes. Having what? In this? This here episode right now? I was going to say it in French. Nothing to do with anything. Yes. Say in it in French. Rien avec quelque chose is nothing to do with anything. It's this, this, and then I've got... I've, oh, the rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. We've gone down a buffalo rabbit hole. A buffalo. Buffalo. So, poor. <laughs> Dutch. Back to the Dutch. Back to the Dutch. So, the so Dutch. they're trying to get the res- the resurrection. The resolute desk. The revolution. The revolution. To undermine the king he so that the not- war probably stops. Yes. Okay. He's not King Louis. He's not a rightful heir. So they are saying to everyone, that prisoner was actually one of Queen Anne, the queen mother. God bless the king and the queen mother. <laughs> That may God have mercy on you. Exactly. The prisoner is actually a former lover of Queen Anne's who can say that he's not royal blood. He's oh, my blood. Oh. And so that's why they have to hide him. Didn't see that. I did coming. not. So. So, oh, no, you don't watch Game of Thrones anyway. What's happening? So Bran, in Game of Thrones. Bran. Bran Flakes. Fucking Bran. I hate him. So in Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's all I know. John Bran. Snow. John Snow. Bran. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> in Game of Thrones. Delir- Delorean. What is her name? Delirious. Delirious. Yeah. Delirious. <laughs> that's in like if they ever make a fucking like a scary movie of Game of Thrones. That's absolutely her name. And she just hallucinates dragons. Oh bitch, I think I've come up with we a movie. We have stumbled upon something. Ooh. Bitch. <laughs> but I hate your dumb face. So in the whole thing starts because so there's this bitch who's married to the king. Mm. And they have like three kids. Oh, I thought you were gonna say three hundred. Go ahead. And it turns out, like, the 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 king is a brunette, and all of their children are blondes, and it turns out that she was fucking her twin brother, and all of those kids are from him, not her the king. Her twin brother? Her yes, her own. twin brother. You hate and to see him. And the, the main guy realized, he's like, they're all blonde. Realize? That doesn't make Realize. sense. Because no one else thought about it. He Because someone else was trying to tell him whatever, so he goes and, like, a fucking moron says to the queen ha 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 I her I says ha 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 I figured it out and then he gets beheaded so that was the whole thing like none of her children were legitimate heirs and she couldn't have that get out because then she would lose power why didn't she just put them in iron masks 
Well, she didn't need to. She needed to chop this guy's head off. She got away with it for millennia. Cunt. Outside of the Dutch, inside France, suspicions are mostly that this man is one of the many, 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 many members of the royal family. He could potentially have been Louis de Bourbon. So many Bourbons. So many Bourbons. Bourbon? Bourbon? Bourbon is French. Oh, Bourbon. But like Bourbon, the alcohol. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, because that was the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this Louis is a count. He is the son of Louis the Fourteenth. Ah, 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 one. Ah, ah, ah. The son of Louis the Fourteenth and Louis's mistress. So the idea, uh, Louise de Lavier. So the idea that she would have had a son, and who he's is half not the heir to the throne, has to be hidden. He's half Louis the Fourteenth, but he will not own the throne because he's a bastard. Because he's a bastard. So he. But has Louis to... the Fourteenth never married, right? Louis XIV did marry. Oh, he did. Okay. And cheated. A <laughs> multitude of times. And his son was, like, um, sickly and uh, was killed during the... Revolution. Mm-hmm. Viva, you know. Viva! <laughs> Viva, you know? Yeah. Classic. <laughs> Viva. So, <laughs> Louis, this that person, think- was oh, no, a real human. And he had been banished from court after it came out that he was actually gay. So, de Bourbon tried to get his father to love him. And instead of being like, uh, please, I'm I'm a good of good stock. Like you loved my mother. Like please have think favorably of me. Also, the, she didn't have a ton of money, and so it was hopeful that like he would get some claim money. him. Yeah, exactly. Um, but instead, he got really ill, and it's probable, extremely probable, that he died from his illnesses. Because also, we're talking about like 1680s. We're talking we're talking pooping streets. Yep, disease, skin disease that could have oh fungi. Dezeems the house down. Fungi with the fur. I loved that. Yes. So. I love a callback. I love when we put it all together, even though it sounds like we make no fucking sense. We are brilliant. Conspiracy theorists, however, speculate that he may have survived. And he might have been imprisoned by his father for his survival. But he wasn't sur- He wasn't imprisoned up until that. Like, why would you? you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, what is the, the thing of it? People also love to think that the man in the iron mask was de Bourbon because... He was a valid, like, you had a relationship with a woman who's like us. And you cast him aside. Like, For you the cast people. us aside. Yeah, it was very, like, ah, getting people. And I also wonder if this wasn't a fucking thing, would the revolution have had so much steam? Because a lot of it is resting on this man in the Iron Man. Really? It just seems. I don't know. I didn't. It seems. It seems. I didn't <laughs> look into what the real other, yeah. like, you know, motivation was there. But, like, Jesus Christ. There's another candidate. It is Francois. He is the de, de Bourbon. He is the Duke of Beaufort. And Francois was one of the king's cousins. The, this guy had led a conspiracy against the king that was like, oh, we should all vote. I'm going to use the word vote real loosely. It's not like the election I did. Uh-uh. That was very strict. Do you have, remember I looked at my, the book. Do you have that guy? Yeah, I have it written. You have, mm-hmm. so he's one of the, okay. Yeah. So Francois, this king's cousin, was a person who, like, the second Louis XIV got into the throne. And now, well, the 1998 film did an excellent job of showing how, because they said it was two different people, but they said, like, for the first part of his reign, like, until he was 19, he was horrific. And then after, it was so good and In peaceful. real life? They're saying this? They're saying this in real life, Okay, yes. okay. Did you watch Versailles? No. The show, oh, first of all, uh, 
I watched the first cinematography is like the first 15 minutes and I was like I'm not interested oh god stick with it it's glorious and it's also like a gay cult I think I just watched it I just wanted it was right after I watched the Borgias and I wanted it to be like that it wasn't gripping like that that's fair it's not but the later seasons get there and it's just like it watch it in the background and it'll grip you in Okay, okay, fair, fair, fair. So it, it was very good, but it's talking about Louis Fourteenth, and you can see how, we, like, first of all, don't give me a kingdom. I am 36 years old, and I wouldn't be good at it. But we're giving kingdoms we to- We would be oh, so good at oh, it. Oh, I don't Fuck want you. any of it. It's exhausting. No, I would be the- best. No, I'd be like, run yourselves, I don't give a fuck. So- <laughs> the- God, yeah, eat cake. I don't care. Anarchy. Make it. Fuck the monarchy. Anarchy yeah, for days. Exactly. I'm the, I'm the king and my my platform is anarchy. My platform is go away. I just want to live in this palace. And the beds are very uncomfortable. Despite there being 900 of them, they are all awful. God. You're going to end up getting, making fat people come lay underneath you so you yeah, can use them as a bed. That's all I want. Or like get yeah, them. that's all I want is to lay on fat people. Yeah, or like several cows. Where are the Victorian women? I was promised things and none of them are... Uh. Where are the cows? Anyway. Or some sheep? Yeah. Get some wool up yeah, in with there? Yeah, but like not the scratchy kind. Anyway, he grows up and he bees better. so much. God. He bees better. Which couldn't make sense just in terms of yeah, brain development. Well, exactly. See, psychology. Psychology. So, Francois, a king's cousin, hates him early on. But then he probably died in battle. There's no reason to suspect that he didn't. We can't find his bones, but let me tell you something fucking about bones. I'll get there. Is that the bones with names? Bones with names! That makes me think of something. Do I know that? It's a website. Oh. Boneswithnames.edu. No, I I thought it was a thing we both had, like, watched. Like, it was a thing. Because that is in my head. Bones with names. Maybe I've had a premonition. Go on. Hmm. Well, I ordered DoorDash. I was like, ah, we're going to talk about bones with names. I know it. (laughs) Timbits are here. Despite so are the bones with names. Despite everyone in battle being like Francois perished in battle, everyone outside the like fighting was like, but also maybe he's the man in the iron mask. And everyone in battle is like, no, he's definitely not. I watched him with a whole fucking. He literally died (laughs) shanking him. Yeah, but like maybe instead of being imprisoned, the king who had the right, you sent him to the vanguard of the assault. Sent him to the fucking front lines. That's from that movie. Yeah. So maybe that's like that's, that's so putting sad. someone to that, death. That poor character. Oh, I know. Please watch the Man of Iron Mask if you haven't. I honestly, gotta pee. I gotta get more. I wine. gotta pee too. This is too much. Just too much. What are we on? An hour and twenty five minutes. What? And we're a go. <laughs> so maybe this is Francois. Oh, I, I thought I said and we're a go, and you said maybe, <laughs> <laughs> perhaps. No saying. Maybe not. Other people feel like the man in the iron mask might be the bastard son of Anne, who's Anne is Louis's mom. There's no mm-hmm. question about that. Played by a very pretty woman in the movie. This, yeah, so pretty, and also so elegant. This is eloquent. The, eloquent. That's the whole plot. So, like, if you believe that this is the bastard son of Anne, whether it's twin or not, it doesn't matter. Yes, it would be like in the movie. Louis is also the bastard son of Anne. Yeah. Alert! Alert! Who's the actual D'Artagnan? Yeah. And I don't know that actor's name. I loved your mother. I love her still. It is Christopher something, I feel like. Plumber. Nope. No. It's sure not. He's like a million. He sings Edelweiss. Some believed that the mask was Louis' punishment for anyone 
So maybe it wasn't just one guy. Oh, so everybody's talking about... Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So anyone who dared to get into a romantic, read also sexual, relationship with his wife. So obviously... because oh, uh, he is married. In my head, because he, he was not married in the movie. Louis married a woman that he was not interested in. And she did not seem interested in him very much. And they tried, and they begot a child, but it was not... Did you say begot? It was not a loving relationship. So he was having affairs, and of course... Like, her courtiers, I'm sure she had affairs. Though you can't, like, nothing's written, you know what I mean? So it is very likely that... There were a lot of secret passages. Exactly. And also, I don't think... I think it was probably people who were in the Queen's Court. I don't think it was people who were, like, just randos. Do you know what I mean? So if they were already in the court, I don't think there's a lot of... The gossip mill was there. So it's not... Who gives a fuck if the person's starving, living on Kohler Street, you know what I mean, believes that, like, this is... Whatever. So... Rumors, as you can see, are fucking... His breath smells so bad. You can smell it? <laughs> yes, yeah, so bad. Rumors are fucking everywhere. Like, rumors are insane. Some people... <laughs> Some people think that the man was Nabo. Nabo was a pygmy page who was reported to have impregnated the queen. Well, I don't think that's the case. I will say it makes a lot of sense. If you were a person who had, like, an albinism or something, to have your face covered... And to be kept where there's no sunlight. Because everyone looks very pale. So if that's what's going on, maybe that seems a far cry for me. So let's enter Voltaire. Voltaire was actually imprisoned in the Bastille. Voltaire's a guy. He wrote shit? Yeah, he was like a philosopher and a writer. He was the one who said, I may not agree with a word you have to say, but I'll defend the death of your right to say it. I almost confused him with Descartes. Oh, well, very similar, like, so he's imprisoned in 1717, and he said that when he's in this prison, just as, like, a normal guy. Go ahead. I never see what the energy drink looks like, because it's in a can. I thought it would be blue. Mm. It's clear. My God. It's so boring. Are you just having an energy drink, or there's alcohol in there? No, it's whatever was left in here Mm, that I I put in here, and then I made a second drink. thank God. I'm prepared. I still want, like, pizza. I don't, when I get Bitch. drunk, it's just always pizza that I I, I don't not support it. I'm <laughs> going to put that right out there. And we know I know how to DoorDash. you just, like, you're already asleep. You've DoorDashed it. It's already been here for I two scheduled hours. it to come <laughs> at 7.02. But if you want it, I will get I, it. I just... You want it? It's something about being drunk that makes me want salty, like... Do you want it now? It, like, if we order it now, it comes at 8 p.m., right? Like, Let's see. And you want the Cajun crust? Should I get a large or a small? It's just like a small would be fine. Yeah. Like we're not. We usually we're end up with a lot of enormous. Left. I we're mean, just hungry. We're just like our hearts are enormous. Slightly hungry. What are you? I thought the um, vacuum cleaner. I thought was a uh, computer box because it looks exactly the oh. same as the one that's room just opened. So, Voltaire was in prison in the Bastille, and he said that when he starts walking down the hallways, all of the older prisoners who like I don't know if anybody knew Voltaire. I don't know if you would know him at that. Like if he was... I almost said at that hour. I don't know if you'd know him at that hour. 3 a.m.? Yes. (laughs) 7 p.m.? Absolutely not. Not a chance. But they're telling him tales. And they're like, this guy has been... You know, he's down the hall. And he's been there for... Like my voices. Years. And he doesn't speak. And no one speaks to him. And mute feed him. (laughs) I don't know if that's true. Mute feed him. Yes. But like... That reminds me of when I got in a fight with a girl. And because she would like... We were friends, and then I don't remember what happened, but she was very, like, so she would talk about herself, and then she'd be like, oh, how's your day? And then I'd be like, blah, 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 and she's like, back to me. <laughs> and so we got in a fight, and I remember she always- Oh my god, what? Yeah. And she, 
was very proud of what she called her ghetto booty. And I remember sending her an email and I was like, first of all, it's not a ghetto booty, it's cellulite. I love that you did this via email. Well, this is what it was back in the day. <laughs> it was either email or like MySpace Aim or something. email. Yeah. But I was like, first of all, it's not a ghetto booty, it's called cellulite. Second of all, I hope you marry someone who is mute and deaf so he can't interrupt you and he also doesn't have to listen to your bullshit for the rest of his life. <laughs> I was good. I mean, I'm not a mean person, but when I am... Look to you. <laughs> when I am, I know what to say. Just like the one... T- my friend... She was not a great friend, but she liked this guy, and her, like, best friend somehow fucked this guy and got pregnant. And so then I'm, like, You're ready. in high school? This was at, after high school. This... The girl who got pregnant was older than us. Um... But she got pregnant, and so now I'm sticking up for my friend, and we're back and forth emailing, and I called her child a bastard, because the definition is born out of wedlock. So she goes, my baby's not a bastard, he's got a father. And I said, that's not the definition. If that's the definition, then the only bastard in history is fucking Jesus Christ. I was so mad. (laughs) Just know your vocabulary if you're trying to come for me. If you don't, I can't love you. Okay, go on. Sorry. I'm actually a very nice person, but if you make me mad, <laughs> I am very clever. As you can tell by our podcast. Exactly. Um, sorry, answering my mom's question, further questions about air fryers. So, Voltaire is in the Bastille in 1717. Remember that the man in the Iron Mask died in 1703. So, the people who are in there are old-time prisoners. Like, they've been there a minute, at least a decade. And they're responding to the things that they think they heard. Or possibly... Oh, Ruffian actually did that. I thought the electricity <laughs> went out again. <clears throat> what did you do? What are you trying to do here? No, stop it. What are you trying to do here? Hey! While that this will just keep going. It's well, nice because we it... could go outside if we wanted. Well, yeah, because it's charged. Yeah. Ruffian, enough. Brace yourself, it's going to be bright. Ah! He literally just turned the power strip off. Just turned it right off. Ruffian, you tricked me! Sometimes Lou does that when my phone is charging. She did it last night. I got to work and I had 32%. If you need, I brought my phone charger in. I'm at 82. I borrowed one of the hotel ones. Dash pass. Fuck yeah. That's over $12. And 63 to 73 minutes. Perfect. So Voltaire never met the guy. Voltaire was not in the prison with the guy. He's only hearing information that he gets from people. But. I He's, love that we're getting pizza. We just spent all yesterday meal prepping and we're getting pizza, but we meal earned it. starts on Monday. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. And we earned it. Correct. And and now I also don't feel like an accountability pressure to pay you right now. Because you can just take it off the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, bitch, please. <laughs> I mean, you probably almost feel it anyways, but. I absolutely do, but I would be feeling such pressure that I would stop the podcast entirely and, like, go... Like, the time you did. That's a whole thing. Yeah. I maybe cut it, because it took forever. <laughs> you're trying to figure out how to well, pay I was very drunk. And then you're like, I wrote a message, and then I couldn't see the message. <laughs> because was it a cooking person? No. No. Um, you wrote a thing, and it, but it's, like, a weird thing you have to look in PayPal to uh, see the actual... Well, please look it up. Fleck of the fuck weird. of it. The fleck of the fuck. Sorry, friends. So it's seventeen seventeen. Voltaire gets out of prison and he's writing about what he heard. Was he a poet? Mm, he's a writer. Just he's writer. Period. Really poet. A poet. Power. He's poem. He doesn't po poems. Poems. But he poets. So he is poems. poem. Is from. That's you making fun of me. Yeah, but it's also how she says it in 
never been kissed. Legs. Eggs. Poem. Poem. P-O-M-E? Poem. 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 I bet. Pomegranates? What, how would you put, when you start a phone number, the 716 is in what? What? When you're, when you write a phone number? Yeah. Like you're writing my phone number? Oh, parentheses. Thank you. Well, I'm not not as educated as he is, though. Parens? Bitch, maybe that is a thing. When he was in a PhD program millennia ago. 1874? Yeah, parens. Absolutely. They're so smart, they don't have time to say the whole world. I hate my mouth. I hate my mouth. Thoughts? (laughs) Fuck on your fuck. Get out of here. Pizza. (laughs) What I'm saying, trying to say is Voltaire doesn't fucking know. And he's writing anyway. And he's writing out of his asshole based on what these... Oh, I have my freezy pops if you run out of cat bag. Okay. Based on what these prisoners who've been here for 20 fucking years are saying. And here's his exact descriptor in quotations. So wait, he never met him, but this is what he's saying he knows of the masked Voltaire was imprisoned 14 years after this guy died. Oh, so what the fuck is he even writing about? What the fuck are you even writing about? It's just old people being like... This is tabloid fodder. You know what happened when we moved into the building that we're in now for work and people were like... There was a little boy who died here. That's what this is. In the fire. That's me writing about. There was. I don't even fire. know. I don't know. Was there a fire? I don't know. I, can't I know there's a creepy that. fucking painting of a little scary girl with weird teeth and blocks. What? Oh, yeah. Where's it's that? in the storage room that like you need a key for. And it, somebody had it and then they change offices and someone else had it and they didn't want it. And it's just in there. That's funny. It's huge. I'll put it in my office. No, you will not. It is terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. I'll have to say, just, hey, Jess, can you let us in real quick? Ellen needs to know what we're working with. I've been watching, this is completely off topic. Everything is off to topic. Do. This, this is going to be a three hour episode. episode. Bitch. And I mean, I don't have to do my bit. I had two minutes of notes. You, yes, you do. <laughs> you don't even know what they are. You don't even know what these are. But I support you. It's, they're all awful. They make no sense. You're already bored. I can see it in your eyes. No, I'm not. Voltaire. Poeting. Poeting. 14 years after It doesn't make any sense. Thank you. It doesn't make any sense. Because you know what else happened significantly after the person died? The Death. No. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Yes. Writing about the midnight ride of Paul Revere. Also not true. And a woman did that? Did you watch Drunk History? Uh-uh. Fucking Paul Revere didn't do what they say. A fucking little-ass girl got on a horse and did the fucking shit. Well, he also did. There's a lot of ground to cover. We're talking 500 miles between these two cities, and you're just like, uh, one of my land, two of my sea. Like, no. I know everything moves it was slow, a little Jesus girl. Christ. It was a little fucking girl. She did way the, more than Paul Revere. He didn't say the British are coming. We're all British. Yeah, no. He didn't say any fucking shit. He probably was like, wake up! <laughs> if one hits the mic, the other hits the mic, it'll be anarchy. This you know is the way. From? Yes, it is from the Breakfast Club. Yeah, if he gets up, we'll all get up. It'll be anarchy. It's my I favorite I love that part. until there's, like, forced rape. So, forced rape? Yeah, when he, like, lifts her skirt and, like, fakes that he's eating her out under the what? table. No! Yeah. Have you only ever seen it on TV and not, like, the actual full-length Major film. He's, Although I think I have the VHS or the DVD of it. I have the Betamax. Yeah. He's under the table 
and like the with Molly principal Ringwald? or whatever, yeah, is there, and he lifts her skirt. His head goes underneath her skirt, between clearly between her knees, and he makes an "I'm eating you out" motion. No, bitch, I've never seen. Oh my god, that's like a whole thing because they were like the movie is so good, it, it hits on so many points. But that's too much. Not there. That's a you've gone too far. You you hit and then you crossed it again. Not good. The worst part is to me is he puts a fucking earring in his ear and fists the sky. Yeah, not great. I'm gonna fist the sky. Great song, though. <laughs> when we go to sleep, sure and I have been doing this. Just give me a hand. <laughs> a nice firm handshake? I don't know why. It's so funny. All right. See you tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I support it. Capitan, we've done it. Brother. Congratulations. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Congratulation. We're sleeping. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Can I give him a firm handshake next mm-hmm. time I see him? He's going to be like, okay, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> oh, well, see you. It's nap time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's Voltaire's description of the prisoner. <laughs> I've been trying to do it for ten minutes. Based on, on nothing. Rien. Rien. So is that nothing? And just R-I-E-N. Rien. Yeah. Mm. So he says, an unknown prisoner of majestic height, young, graceful. He was fifty. Noble of figure. What are you talking about? You never saw him not one time. And what is majestic height back then? Yeah, right. You're five four nine. Foot nine exactly. Like. He's my height. Majestic. Voltaire also, however, is the very first person to say that the mask was definitely not iron. And I would love to believe that. What is it based on? Copenhagen. The fuck? Well, great. I mean, I'm not going to read it because I can't, but what the shit? Exactly. Get out of here. Just fucking kill me. Just let me be one of them. Go to Harry Styles, Berserk? No. I got you these tickets. I mean, he'd probably be better than Cyril. $40 a ticket. Absolutely would be better than Cyril. Cereal. Cereal whacked. Wet cereal. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. I felt it in my soul. Voltaire. We are lies, in trouble. Lies, lies, lies. And we still have to watch a documentary. We've got 600 episodes to do. He says mask is not iron. He thinks it's a velvet. Or He's the one that says it's velvet. No, give me a moment because other people do too. Okay. People thought <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese that it also oh God, have I'm we reached a... Chuck E. Cheese status yet? Chuck E. Cheese if you any were drinking wine oh it's always wine it... no it wasn't red wine that time I um if you go to the Bastille where the Bastille was now there is a like picture a bust but take like the everything from the clavicles down it's like a bust Saul's clavicles hanging so above a head? the door frame. Yeah, but like a head and neck. Okay. I don't know what that. So it's not shoulders. It, no shoulders. Bust. It's as if someone was cut by the guillotine I've... and then resined as tits, paperweights, and then hung on a wall. Correct. I've clavicled you. Clavicled. And now you are head and neck above the rest. As as everyone wants to be. It's the man in the iron mask above the Bastille. Which but how one? do you know for sure? It, it is a man in a iron mask, and oh, I don't know oh. what else that would be. It's not a real face. It's a mask. Oh, God. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. So, in that visage, there Michelle. is a hinge here uh, at the mandible. Mandibular. Yeah. Suggesting that there was a possibility that the mask... Why would that be there? Yeah. I think that was put there later. 
And I think it was spurred by all of these. This is what we think it was. Correct. And like, oh, there's all this like fame now and people are coming to see this and they think about this and blah, blah. Like, I think probably in 1750. So the implication though is that the, the mask was put on so tightly that it needed a joint to, for them to be able to it, chew. It was immovable. So in order for him to chew or speak or whatever, he would have to have a spring. And Voltaire has suggested that if he had a, a velvet mask, that wouldn't be the case. Like, he wouldn't need to take it off and he wouldn't need to. But it also seems like it's so much less suffering. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So there are there are those out there who say that he had a spring-loaded chin strap thing on his iron mask and that clear evidence is on the Bastille. It's hanging right there. But there's nobody who when can tell us why it was put up. Okay. When okay. was that put up? It could have been 1900. No one alive would know that. It could have been 2018. It was literally put up yesterday. We did it. Okay. It was us. It's not even rusty. We watched fucking movie and we're like, this is what it is. Clearly. Hanging it up like the hundred grievances. Mm-hmm. Voltaire also Martin Luther eh, said that this prisoner was obviously important with excellent manners and the ability to play the guitar. Bitch, for what? Years after your death. Okay, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. First of all, mm-hmm. excellent manners. What the fuck? But now you're telling me he's in the Alps. Yeah, and he can't exercise, but he has a fucking guitar. He's Fred Penner. He's just got a fucking guitar. Don't you can't do a jumping jack. But here, Fred pal. Penner. Do you know Fred Penner's place? No. Yeah, you do. Oh. Um, yes. I do. But I don't... Uh, Lois and Bram. Isn't that like sh- them? Cher, Lois and... No. Um, what the fuck? Sharon, Lo- Lois and Bram. No, that's different. But mm-hmm. same time frame. Mm-hmm. Kids show. Mm-hmm. Fred Penner. He... I just picture him sitting. There's like he's an old timey like wood fence like behind him and he's sitting on a log. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He's Fred Penner. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't tell because you couldn't see his beard because he was masked. But also he was alive and, and a he's, human that you could I mean, he to. was very polite, uh, that and, Fred Penner. my God, with majestic Just a stature. Kite. Yeah, he was like six. It, Actually, I have to see how tall he was. Five eight. But go on. So I would... Voltaire goes on. That's the dumbest shit you could say, Voltaire. It gets worse. I can't. He was served fine food, had no contact with the other prisoners, and was only visited by the governor. So back to the velvet masks for just the like governor, one who is the guy that was supposed to be with him in the Alps. Hello, governor. I imagine he said with his spring-loaded chin strap. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So velvet masks are a velvet thing. squid. Velvet squid squids are a thing. So European women in the 16th and 17th centuries, which this would have been, used velvet max- ma- masks masks as an accessory. They were fashionable. And they also shielded, like, imagine there's no SPF anything. You can't get, like, a concealer that's got any kind of SPF no protection. So they would wear these velvet masks covering everything but their mouth. And it was, like, very beautiful. And, like, you have a glitter mask during COVID. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. would, they did what they had to do, but also make it fashion. So they, Make it fashion. Yes. Drag so these, clean it up. These velvet masks were that. They were do- offering protection. Same as like somebody would have you picture like a masquerade and I've got a mask on a stick. The reason that that's a thing is to protect you from the sun, to protect your face because mm-hmm. that's the only thing showing really, and your decolletage may have Decoupage. from the sun. And so that's what they were for, but like judged. Scholars today agree that that's probably what was happening. He probably did not wear a mask all the time. But when he was moved from place to place, he had one of these fashionable velvet masks on. His height is nowhere to be found. 
to go, like, why would it be? To cover his visage so that he could go about undetected. And so, like, for the majority of his life, unmasked. There's no reason to believe he was masked. He was, he had this governor who would bring him the food. So, like, you're the prison worker. Mm -hmm. You bring, I'm the governor. You bring me the food. I give it to the prisoner. I already know who the prisoner is. It doesn't matter if I see his face. I give him the food. Call it a day. Period. I'm so he wore masks in transit is what we're yes. saying. So they're saying that it's only between prisons and that's only like two or three times in his whole life. Well, this but, is substantially less juicy than I needed. Oh, God, bitch. Give me a moment. So because that is where the mask part comes from, it takes a lot of the like mystery out of it. Like if he lived his whole life in an iron mask, like that. That's so, that's like. That's effortful, effortful concealment. That's rock star status. Yes. Let me give you, you remember when we were talking about Voltaire and you were like, but you didn't meet anybody. You, Mm -hmm. you literally were like not in there for 15 years. It's as if I wrote my account of the man in the iron mask. Go ahead. Because here's a third hand account of Voltaire's second hand account. Alexander Dumas. Hearsay. (laughs) Objection. Hearsay. Compound. Here, hearsay. This is like the double that. Hearsay squared. Dumas is a French novelist. He's written a multitude of things. You might know him best for the Three Musketeers series. Athos, Porthos, he Aramis. He hideous. Oh, Dumas? God, he was Didn't so Didn't he ugly. do What's His Tits, the other really good fucking movie? The Count of Monte Cristo? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that shit. That's a good fucking movie. It is a good movie. Oh, God, he's my so soul. hot. Okay. He plays Jesus later. Oh. And then apparently is nuts a little bit. I, I Yeah. Jewels, I think my mom and I were just talking about is so attractive. Shamar Moore. Oh! There, there's, um... Oh, Sure. They went to, Jill and my sister went to um, Shakespeare in the Park, and there was a, you know that terrible wig and how Stella got her groove back? No, and, I never saw it. Oh my god. It, first of all, great movie. Second of all, it's like cornrows. Oh. But it looks so bad. Because how do you, you have to do like a bald cap underneath. Yeah. And they chose like hair underneath cornrows. So it looked like it was poorly done cornrows. It was just so stupid. And they were like, oh my god, it looks like Shamar Moore. And I was like, yes, Shamar. Criminal Minds, give it to me. Mm-hmm. Just want to be Garcia. So, oh my god, me too. So that's like what I Garcia want. Garcia or Abby from NCIS. Oh no. They're like this exact just same Garcia's. character. All I want is data. Yeah. I'm just sitting. I'm just like researching. I want to be Reed. Mm. Go on. So Dumas takes Voltaire's description, doesn't do any of his own research. And he uses Voltaire's description it's based on nothing. To my podcast episode. <laughs> in a serial novel. And the serial novel, the whole thing, all the things that he's written are called the Vicomte of Ragalon, and this is the last book in a series of novels that started with the Three Musketeers. So they were like those shits that come, like Charles Dickens, where like a half comes out in the newspaper, and a releasement, half, and another half. Yeah, but like, what does the French name mean? The Vicomte is like the second count, like the Count of Ragalon is like the oh, count it's a place of city. Mm-hmm. So, blah, 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 blah. also, this is why. So in that. 1998, the movie, well, all the movies, like, mm, no, only in the Man in the Iron Mask movies, the Three Musketeers are retired because he's took, he's taken. He, he just follows D'Artagnan. <laughs> he's taken the Three Musketeers and then gone with them through the years. And then he's developed the Man in the Iron Mask and he's taken his characters and but now they're older because it doesn't make any sense And D'Artagnan was young in the Three Musketeers. He was the youngest, so now that makes sense. D'Artagnan's the only one working, the others are retired, that's gotta be the case, and that's why he wrote it in that fashion. So. 
And in the movie, D'Artagnan is still loyal to the king, and it's the retired musketeers mm-hmm. that are not. But, like, it's his son in the movie. Of course he's still loyal to him. Gross. I don't care. <sighs> Spank that man. I am a young king. But I am king. Then be a good king. Girl. Your honor. Your so, honor? Oh, what does they call him? Your no, your your highness, I guess. Your highness, I don't remember. I haven't seen it in a minute. It's definitely not honor. That's a judge. Make you guess. Merg. 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 He's like your Merg. Merg. He just walks off set. <laughs> I wish. Dumas's version, unfortunately, because it's based on nothing, which is based on nothing, becomes the most popular of all the rumors. Well, he's a good writer. What are you going to do about that, it? But like better than Voltaire. Can anyone read? It's the 1600s, like, well, 1700s now, I guess, but, like, Jesus Christ. They probably had story time. The, the man- one reader, everybody exactly. sitting in a group. <clears throat> and it was the king's twin. The man in Dumas's slash Voltaire's story is Louis XIV's twin brother, Philippe. And Philippe was born first. Hear me on this. Philippe was born first, and that birth jeopardized Louis's legitimacy, which, like, yeah. But the why wouldn't born should have the Okay, throne. so in in the movie, the whole thing is one of the twins was taken away. Why wouldn't it be the second born twin that's taken away? I agree with you. Okay. That's my I have no idea. That's my That I, doesn't make sense. No. I've literally written why would Philippe be imprisoned unless he had been born first and there was some like as you're growing indication that he would be a lesser king. Like, was there, I, I don't, so in the movie, she the child is taken away at birth. And I think in the movie, it's the second born twin. It's like, it should be. Because they say, there's another. And she looks up in horror. And they tell her she dies. It dies or whatever. Yeah. And Aramis takes the child and. And saves it. Raises it yeah. in a, like, cottage. Because that, it's Sleeping Beauty. Because it doesn't, the, the thought of. In the future, whether one would be a good king or a bad king, mm-hmm. in the future, if people want to pick a fight, if there's known to be two of them, people could back the one and it could be a whole thing. I'll tell you. But further. you would pick the firstborn. That's technically the oldest. Like, that's if they the- were born a year apart, the yes. oldest would be the legitimate one. And I'll tell you, there's a thing in, like, the Muslim religion and countries that follow that religion that, like, the only murder that is acceptable, like, the only time killing is okay, is when it's familial and when it is like threatening the crown like you're you're i'm your sister i'm your younger sister you are terrorizing the nation i can kill you to rise to the to the throne for the greater good for the greater good and that's the only time it's okay so like that feels very this like okay we gotta put one of them away so they don't know but like, i still just don't know why it would be the firstborn. it's gotta be a defect it's gotta be like even a facial defect like something right like, there's gotta be something I guess. In his story, it was the first one. And I looked everywhere because I thought that was very bizarre. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I agree. And I thought and he a, doesn't explain it in the No, novel? and I thought it was a typo at first. Like, yeah. I'm, I must have read. No, it's, that's what it is in his book. And I don't know why. I think Or maybe bizarre. does it make more sense as, as a woman's giving birth to take the firstborn. Maybe she doesn't realize she gave birth. They take it. And then as the second one comes they, out. She thinks it's like the afterbirth or like. it's like, Well, no. So like she's pushing, she's pushing. And you're, they didn't have drugs back then. Like you're fucking delirious. You take the baby. And then she's still pushing though. So they're like, okay, this is actually what came out of you. It just took very long. Or maybe if there was some like visual. I like the word. Also twins though, a lot times one's 
less larger. than. And yeah, and like if one had like the cord wrapped around the neck and the other didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, I mean, there could have been a, a number of things. I have Also, no this probably isn't true, so. Well, fair. <laughs> We're just debating a plot point, but, this, but okay. My thought was like, who decides which son is fit for the throne? Like, mm-hmm. who's the person? Because you know there's a multitude of people in there. And a lot of them women who have no say in anything, I'm sure. Because and also just, just like kill one of the babies if it's... Sorry. The, the fucking Kellys did it. The Benders did it. Like, if you're going to save... Yeah. Drama. Why? Why keep one around? Why bother? Mm-hmm. Waste. Also, probably back in that time, if they were deformed in any way or look lacking, they probably did murder babies that look like they may not survive or be difficult. So I don't know. I would love to think that. I'm going to talk to you about King Tut unexpectedly in moments. King Tut. That reminds King me of my Aunt Gail. King Tut. <laughs> reminds me of Steve Martin. Reminds me of my Aunt Gail because we were playing Trivial Pursuit one time and the answer was King Tut and she said it or whatever and then she was like sitting she was like King Tut and did a weird <laughs> thing with her neck. Don't know why. Are you watching Only Murders in the Building? Season I haven't two? started it yet. I wanted... They've picked up a third season. I'm so excited. I wanted to binge it. Makes sense. Release There's only three, two episodes now. The third will come on Tuesday. So, I don't know what's going on there. Okay. I got questions for days. I'm glad you felt the same way. Yeah, absolutely. I got real it doesn't make into any sense. It. it doesn't make any fucking sense. Present day historians, and there's a lot of them, who are investigating the man in the iron mask. It's, it's now... No one's dug him up? Dig him up! Dig him the fuck up! <laughs> what? Well, but okay. Well, wait. To be fair. Give me a shovel! To no be fair. No. No, no, no. Ta- no. Time out. Time out. Bitch. No. We are Equal Opportunity Podcast and I oh. love to say my thoughts. Go ahead. I want to put this in here. I bit it and it hurts. Go ahead. <laughs> you bit your thumb and you want to stick it in your wine? Yeah, I've bit the skin around my thumb. Welcome because to my world. I'm experiencing pain, I learned. That I would like, mentally, I'm experiencing anguish. And I'd like my body to physically experience that anguish. So it That's takes why it out people of my cut. brain. That's why people cut. Yeah, but I bite my nails. Yeah. Yeah, man. I like your nails, but they remind me of um, the Joker. They're like purple and green in that way. They're all different colors. Um, anyways, if they dug him up mm-hmm. and he's not related to anybody that they know, you're just going to have DNA and nothing to compare it to. You're just going to have dug up bodies and you won't, especially if it's unmarked, you've now just dug up soft depressions and you're testing shit to Fair. what? Fair. But I surely there's some records. I don't believe that there's nothing that says this is where that person is. If I had gone into that Plot chapel, C3 in St. Charles Cathedral. But honestly, like, this person was buried here. And then you can see, like, this Soft person was buried the year before, the year before, the year before, the year of, 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 after, after, after. Like, they went in a row. It wasn't... Also, did they ever... Oh, buddy. Did they ever, like, when they run out of space sometimes, they bury bodies over bodies, like, less than six feet? Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, go on. I just, I don't think it's unreasonable that people haven't jumped to unearth They've also used, and God help me, I can't remember the, there's a modern unsolved crime, and they have used this scan technology. It's like a ground CT, from what I can understand, and it, like... The way that it reacts is that it understands, like, the minerals in earth versus the minerals in bone. And so you could dig, like, a Geyer counter Did or whatever. Did you get this from a podcast? No, it's a, there's a, um, a documentary, a docuseries about oh, it. Okay. 
they're looking for some girl who'd been who's I wonder if it's the, missing. the podcast that I've been. Uh, maybe I, I, I can't remember. Is it in California? T- she was a college I, student. God, I, it was millennium. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But what I just like, why can't you use something like that to see like, is there a body here? Mm-hmm. When there's no mark, I feel like the no marks are are you should dig them up and let's get some some DNA, just some, and find out who they all are. They all deserve a name like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We but all like existed. how much DNA do you? I mean, I guess if it was like DNA from distant relatives, I guess. But like, I love where your head's at. Because as I was writing this episode, those were the same thoughts in my mind. Because you know what? We're the same people. That's why we can't tell our voices apart. Per favor. Per favor! I don't speak Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. (laughs) I don't speak Spanish. I can do a vocal fry now. Oh my God. That I learned what it is. So present day historians have come up with some No, absolutely stop right now. No, no. The first. No! (laughs) I will cut all of that, you whore. (laughs) No, I won't. People are looking into this. They're very... Well, because why not? I mean, at some point, as a historian, you're looking in the past. There's nothing that's going to happen currently that you attend to. There's nothing. So you pick something interesting and you go with it. I don't have to give a fuck. About live people. No. I would We're in the wrong field. Why aren't we archaeologists? I wanted to be... When I was a kid, I went from... I was literally four years old. The job I wanted, I wanted to be a crossing guard. So I could cross the street. And then I immediately went from crossing guard to paleontologist. And then so many ologists after. So I was down. I was in that, that realm. Let's do it. See, we but we need to do the. They do it. What do they call it now? Like forensic autopsies or whatever, where you're. Yeah. That's what Give we it need to me. To do. I love all of it. And like, I know some MRI shit. We can learn CT shit. It's like CT is so basic. Just so, so basic. basic. What are you wearing? Let me give you some options for the M-I-T-I-M. Oh, so, <laughs> it's like MIT. The college. Okay. Are we going there? Do I need to apply? No. Good, because I won't get in. I'm not going to say these in French because it's exhausting. Please don't. The first is Nicolas Fouquet. He is- Fuck it. Fuck it. He's the superintendent of finances for Louis Fourteenth. Nicholas was found guilty of treason and corruption. So, not a great guy. Political prisoner. He was also imprisoned in the fortress in the Alps, where the man in the iron mask was supposed to be first seen. He died in that fortress in 1680. Okay. There's no indication that he was ever moved to the Bastille. That he was ever transferred. But that's within a decade of the same time that the man in the iron mask was transferred to the Bastille. So if you're saying he died. Yeah, maybe that, yeah. They're like, he died, but within a decade. I mean Voltaire. Voltaire is the one reporting on this, clearly. Ercole Mattioli. He Sounds was Italian. Yes. He was is an, it? Mm-hmm. Look at me. He was an Italian count who was abducted and jailed after he tried to double cross Louis the Fourteenth during some political negotiations. Negotiations. I'm Italian. Gautier. Italiano. So he Went into negotiations with Louis, and he was like, I'll give you this, this, and this for this. And Louis was like, yeah, yeah, here's this. And, and then, then he, he was like, give this. fuck you! Yeah. And so the thought is that maybe he is in prison. He was a longtime prisoner. And it needed to be secret because Italy become flying for him. And it, the prison is in the Alps. So, in the Italian Alps. So Fair. My, it, uh, at the time, Italian. My concern is, if these people are imprisoned, not obscured face... Why does it need to be 
Oh, you're saying this, we know that they yeah. were there, so they can't possibly be the masked one, because that was supposed to be the secret. Right. Okay. Secret okay. gone. I'm picking she up gone. What, I'm picking up what you're putting down. So he was a longtime prisoner, and his name is similar to Marchioli. Marchioli is the alias on the cross under which the man in the iron mask is said to be buried. Dig Marchioli up. up. Marchioli? You're coming up. <laughs> yeah. We're disinterring you We're disinterring. Let's save money. We'll go there. We'll just dig it up our own selves. We'll get arrested by the French government. We'll be in prison like I'm always afraid of. And we will have masks Yeah, whatever. Give me the velvet ones, though. It seemed much better. (laughs) Adding to the speculation about this guy is that Louis the... Sorry, Louis the 15th and the 14th supposedly separately said that the the man in the iron mask was an Italian nobleman. Mattioli most likely died in 1694, which would have been way too early because the Man in the Iron Mask died in 1703. Okay. So, okay, deal with it how you will. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. The most convincing argument is Eustache Doge. Is this the one in the book? What's mm-hmm. the one? Okay. He was arrested for some crime or other in 1689. Old-timey crime? Sorry, 1669. I misread my own notes. His arrest included a letter from a royal minister that said to jailers, restrict his contact with others and threaten him with death if he speaks one word except about his actual deeds. It appears that Doge had worked for a valet. Now, he was either a valet for, which, like, what does that even mean? Like, you're a footman? Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so he was either a valet for- Carrying, like, the stool so they get out of the carriage. That's what I'm that's saying. What I picture. It he, makes me think of Cinderella. Yeah, I was going to say he turned into a mouse, absolutely. Yeah. It's Gus Gus. <laughs> So, he was either a valet for Nicolas Fouquet, who he's talked about in the beginning, or Cardinal Giulio Raimondo Mazzarino, who was a corrupt cardinal. From Italy. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Who had amassed some- I'm pretty sure everybody's corrupt, but go on. Who had amassed- especially cardinals, my God. Who had amassed great wealth, and Fouquet actually supported, like, vehemently. So, whether he was a footman for this guy or that guy, probably- he had some awareness of some nefarious dealings in Iron And Circle. he has relation to Fu- Fuck It, who was maybe one of the people. Exactly. Okay. So, so there's a huge possibility that at some point in his goings on, because also you picture like, okay, I'm in a carriage and I, it, a horse driven carriage and there's like a man seated mm-hmm. and he's driving the goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to oh, you. Sometimes they stand on the back too. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was him. I'm speaking to you in full voice. There aren't windows because glass was extremely expensive and made in England. So if France didn't have good relations with England, Which they never there's did. no way that they were going to get glass from them. So you're in this carriage, windowless, of course the, the front and the back guys are going to hear fucking everything. So the belief is that this doge heard something he shouldn't have heard and repeated it, which was his fatal flaw. Like he repeated it to someone. Who repeated it to someone else, and that... But is he's Italian? Doge? Yeah. No. But he he was the footman for An either Italian. Fouquet or Marchiati or whatever his name is. And so the two of them rode together frequently because the Italian was a frequent... Was an adamant frequent supporter. Player. No, sorry. The Frenchman was a frequent, like, um... What do you... What do you... Charity... Like, what do you call... What do you, like, give charity all Philanthropist? the time? Philanthropist? Yeah. Of this cardinal. And, like, supported everything he did. So this Italian cardinal would ride with him frequently because he was a nobleman, blah, blah, and they're going here and they're going to, like, promote their whatever, blah, blah, who cares. 
And so these two carriage drivers, the valet, mm-hmm. would hear everything all the time. But, like, what would they say that would be a, of concern to Louis the Fourteenth? Give me a moment. Okay, good. So there was a possibility at first, people were thinking that, like, they heard about some stolen goods. Like, there was... The, the movement wasn't just of people, that it was of property and of ownership of things. Like, oh, some of the crown jewels have made their way to Italy, and now the crown jewels are in the property of the Catholic Church. And so they have those. Like, if you heard that, and you were so loyal to France... So you're bribing the Pope, is what you're saying? Maybe. But if, you're, if you are a loyalist to the French monarchy, and you're like, some of the crown jewels are gone... But you don't know that the monarchy is also in bed with Fouquet. You might not mm. be saying the right things. A scandalo. However you say that in French and Italian. Probably <laughs> it's a scandalo as well. <laughs> Paul Sonino is the guy you're talking about. He wrote a book in 2016 called The Search for the Man in the Iron Mask. And in his book, he says, What I was able to determine was that Mazzarino is his name. He had ripped off some of his huge fortune from the previous king and queen of England, so he was stealing from England. The val the valet is Mazzarino? Who's Mazzarino? No, the cardinal. Oh, cardinal. So okay. the cardinal had ripped off from the queen and king of England and was bringing it to wherever. Maybe paying off the valet, I don't know. Is this when England's not Catholic anymore? In 16, no, 1700s. No, I think the 1600s, late 1600s. No, I think is still. They're the Church of England, I think. Well, that's not Catholic. Though. No. That's separate. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So... So Henry VIII, this happened, is what we're saying. But all of this would certainly get you hidden. Mm-hmm. You're you're in you stolen money mm-hmm. with some very powerful people, and now you're talking about their misdeeds. Not great, not great. So, if so, if you, you're saying if the valet heard this and said France is aiding someone that stole from England, that could be it. Would be a like you are the the limo driver for the president. I'm gonna fuck who the president is. And Vladimir Putin gets into the back, and he goes, we're invading this country. Chechnya. Not even Ukraine. Who gives a fuck? We're invading Chechnya. And the president goes, okay. Djibouti. I would like them to invade Djibouti. We're invading Djibouti. Give me a million dollars, the president says, and I won't tell you anything. I won't say anything to the people. I won't make it. Won't go to the UN. Nothing. Yep. The press won't know. We'll keep it completely hidden. I need $1 million. And, and the he valet goes, hears that. done. And the valet is like, cahoots, are you cahoots. The, the Djiboutian valet is like, are you fucking kidding me? Cahoots. And he tries to go to the press. And the press goes, Mr. President, I heard your valet said this. And now. And then all of a sudden the valet disappears. The valet should be dead. Should be. Kill the valet. It's reasonable with highway robbery that he'd be dead. Absolutely. So make it be better. I don't know why he wouldn't be dead, but this is a real guy. He, he, whatever he's in prison for, he's a real guy. He was a real valet. He served these two people and he ends up imprisoned in the fortress in the Alps. Okay. He was also transferred several times and once openly when his face was covered by a, like a chair, he'd carried like a a chair above his face so he couldn't see. Oh, like when you're coming out of the courthouse and you're a killer and yeah. you don't want people to see you? Exactly. So he was also always, every time he traveled, in the company of that governor, St. Mars. So eyewitness. That seems reasonable. Witness protection. That's the guy. That's the guy who managed the man yeah. in the Iron Mask. Mm-hmm. And then became the governor of the Bastille. Mm-hmm. That seems logical Legit. to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I would have gotten had I listened to that book. Correct. Maybe I will now. 
to make it make sense. So I don't think there was any iron mask. Historians currently agree that it was probably black velvet. Black velvet. Jimmy Rogers Mitchell up high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With Mama's wax lips. dancing. It was also likely where worn. Where are the wax lips? Oh, where are the wax lips? We should do a whole podcast on wax lips. <laughs> it was also probably only worn when he was transferring. That's so, like, I feel better do. about that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it also may have been the glimpse of someone whose face is covered in black fabric, along with the face that, like, or this idea that, like, you're in prison, you're underground. The Bastille is famously, like, under, I want to say sea level, but, like, underground basement. Level. Yeah, like the windows are very high up and they're very slivery. So I come in, I'm wearing a black face mask. You can't see anything. Why is my face obscured? Like that must have added a scandal. There's nothing else to do here in fucking prison. Like, of course, there's people talking. People have been talking for 15 years by the time Voltaire gets there. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it was Doge. Oh, well, I'm glad you support the book that I downloaded yeah, yeah. that I haven't listened to yet. I think, I think that. I'm, like, I know, I don't want anybody in real life to have to have lived with an iron mask, but I want, like, it takes away some of the, like, oh shit, if it's really just, you're covering your face when you're being transferred. The way Sonino says that it was, like, driven into that category is that he feels people have a need for moral justice, and that it makes, it makes us feel... Like, it was purposeful if it was the brother of a king or the, the oh, okay. leg- illegitimate lover of I talked about that the with queen Andrea mother Yates. or like something. Like, you need something to blame. You need it to be yeah. real. Yeah. And so that helps people sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being, like, this poor guy who was a poor employed prisoner. Poor. Exactly. So now I'm, Dasher's like. on the way, bitch. I'm saying to myself, dig them up, 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 up, up. But do they have anything they could test as bullshit to? Well, but now I need to know who else we dug up. We ever dug anyone else? You want to hear who we dug? Disinterred. Yeah. Amen. Disinter everyone. I have so many questions. So. I would 100% if I, I don't want to be buried. I want to be cremated. But I, it, pretend I would. It doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you something in a minute. But pretend I'm buried. I would put in my will. Mm Mm-hmm. If you ever need to, I'm giving permission mm. for you to disinter me. Just give me a You don't hair. need a relative to nah. say yes, because I'm not going to have kids. You know what? I'm going to cut Yours. my hair off before I die. Here you are. Have it. Here's who I am. Study me for science. Doesn't matter. They could inscribe your name on your sarcophagus. Inscribe. Are you fucking Sorry. kidding me? No, inscribe. They could inscribe. Active, they could actively. People have inscribed. I could inscribe. Well, no, but I said he was prescribed. Oh, so sorry. It's like I just messed it up. Got I'm it, not prescribing. It. I'm prescribing. Ah, I see. Prescribe, subscribe, inscribe. <laughs> you prescribe. can have a sarcophagus with your name on it in gold lettering. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Let me tell you some stories. Do we have time? Bitch, what else do we have to do? We're off tomorrow. Woo! Peace this, is coming. <laughs> this is from... Would it, So something is... L-I-V-E science. Would you say live science or live science? Live science. Uh, me too. Okay. So it's from live science's uh, website called Bones with Names. Oh, or it could be live science. Like I live science. Yeah. I don't know. But it's it's L-I-V-E science.com. So I am, and I'm stealing this. While I am stealing this, I have also deeply dived into the parts where I had questions. Dope. So you will not see all of this information on that website should you go. Bones with names, great place to start. You got to keep digging. Bitch, why do I have that in my head? There's no fucking reason. Bones with names. 
Like, literally, you said that, and I was like, oh, that's something we watched. Yeah, you didn't respond how I wanted you to. Bitch, what <laughs> is that that I know? Bones with the name. I am premonitioning. Go on. Yeah. Richard III. Oh, I Richard knew that. Richard Plantagenet. Didn't that have something to do with <clears throat> ribs or something? Pave paradise. He's buried in a parking lot. Yeah, they because there was some controversy about how he died or something. The Jousting? What was it? No. Okay, He died in battle. The year is yeah, 2000. battle. Justin. Got the it. year is 2013. Picture There's it. a parking lot that's being dug up for renovations. And underneath that, they find some bones. And they're like, well, didn't Could expect these bones. Imagine no. fucking royalty under a goddamn parking lot. And you're the bitch that's like, bones. I would be, my whole life, I'd be like, I found Richard III. Let Suck my dick. Let me show you a picture of Ramses I. So... Richard III. We've gone to Egypt and I'm not sure why. Ma'am? I got like 82 of these. So I'm not going to do my bit. You're doing it. God fucking damn it. It's not going to fit anywhere else. Do you want to know what it is? Yeah. It's the true story of Cardinal Richelieu. Ooh! (laughs) I do want to know so bad. I love Tim Curry. Thank you. Okay, go on. I'm sad I told you already. Wait. Sorry. Bitch! (laughs) <laughs> you gotta deal with it. Wait. You said, okay. So you have heard of him. Richard III. You're aware of him. The Lionheart? No. No, not famously. He was like a crippled man and also like an asshole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd imprisoned his nephews in a tower so he they could like be He had like a spinal king. thing or something? He had a spinal thing. It was a whole goddamn thing. So his bones are found under this parking lot. And it. what we know of him is that he died in 1485. The Man in the Iron Mask was 1703 death. Hmm. 1485, Richard III. And Shakespeare wrote about him, so I guess that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he died at the Battle but of... It's a tragedy, right, Richard? III? Yeah. He I died. he at... was a villain. Yeah, something wicked this way comes. It's him. Mm. So he died at the Battle of Bosworth Field. And at the time of his death, he was like sort of jammed into a hollow grave. Because everybody wanted to overthrow him. You're not the rightful king. You imprisoned the rightful kings. You're taking everything over your mess. He was identified first, which is probably why you said jousting by his battle wounds, which included being stuck up the rectum by a, oh. like, what a, not a musket, what a, like, just a giant-ass sword, like. The thing with the tip on the end? Yeah. What are those called? What I'm are they called? Earlier. Like a javelin? It'll come to me. Or, like, whatever, um, Dracula, whatever, what is it, Vlad Sepesh, whatever he used to, like, impale people. I feel, whatever. Spike? Yeah, just like a big-ass spike. Whatever it was, it was that. Hold on. I'm gonna need to Google. <laughs> a gun with I'm a I'm just spike. going on his, about his death, so yeah, go ahead and Google. Do. So, the battle wounds that the skeleton that was found were inflicted matched what was reported of his death. Because surely if you had killed him and then, like, shoved a stick up his asshole, you would have written about it. Like, you know what I mean? You would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, we killed him. We, he was asshole killed stick. Him, killed him. There's also DNA evidence because he has a pair of living descendants from his sister, Anne. So I'm like, who the fuck is your sister, Anne? Because in Shakespeare's version, there's no Anne. And you find out that the nephews are imprisoned. Can I offer you a second piece? Sure, I'll have this for you. Mm-hmm. There you go. I'll just... No, you can have that one. I know, I... The... Oh, they're all. The piece I got you, I tried to make... With less cheese, but I got none of these are extra cheese. And light They're sauce. Awesome. And the sauce cheese. is not light. It's not like terrible. Would you say it's a civil war gun? I mean no, it's 1480. No, but like oh a bayonet. A bayonet. 
I mean, maybe. Is that, does that have to be on a Civil War gun? I don't know. I mean, it, it said a Civil War gun with a bayonet. So the bayonet is the sticky part. But like, what were you fighting with in the 1400s? Fists? He's got a sister. The sister has kids. This gets wild. So, Anne had married a few times, it turns out. Her first husband. Or, what are you wearing? You look like they a They got whore. divorced. Like, civilly Since divorced. Since when is that allowed? Thank you. Since BC, it turns out. Well, not if you're Henry VIII. Her first husband, his name is Henry Holland, and Anne's brother, Ooh. Edward, had That's come to, like... So, your sister gets married, and her husband has some land. Mm-hmm. And then you start to overtake that land, and the husband flees. As a sister-in-law, I'm overtaking the land. As a sister-in-law, you're over... Well, as a brother-in-law in this case. But yes, you're as a sibling-in-law, you're overtaking the and land. And the actual person that owns the land runs Fully. away. Flees. Why? Because they're scared. Of me? Of the... Yeah. Okay. So I'm scary. So Edward runs away from his own... Or, sorry, Henry runs away from his own land. Edward's like, well, Anne, I guess you own this land now. I hadn't intended to kill your husband, but since he's gone, here's some goddamn land. Mm-hmm. So now Anne has all of these estates... And hilarious because I feel like the dumb husband could have just stayed. Like, oh, because the king. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, so Anne just sort of like owns everything now, but like maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. I you didn't look that own far. Everything. It's very odd. It's opulent. So, like, why would they kill your own fucking husband? You know what I mean? Just like you go into submission, I gotta make it look like a coup so your people don't revolt, revolt but like. <laughs> but like, you're the king. You can take whatever land you want. He's not the king, it's Anne's brother. What I thought is Richard III. Well, Richard III, I don't think, was the king at the time. Oh. So it's like the prince. So it's, we're talking about Richard III. Yes. His sister. So she's a princess. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Okay. So, whatever. Anne's now got all this land. They formally separate based on court doctrines in 1464. Because, like, he was in absentia? Yeah. And then they were divorced in 1472. Well, maybe it's easier to divorce if you, like, abandon I guess. the marriage. Like, as a woman, you can be like, listen, there's nothing I can do, and he's yeah, ruining he's my gone. ability to take care of myself. And, if and look, I have all this land. Like, I'm fine. They were divorced in 1472, and together, at, before that, obviously, they had one daughter. That daughter married, but she didn't have any children in her marriage. So, one, I thought that was very early for a divorce, but it turns out the divorce law... Was codified in 1760 B.C. by the Babylonians. What? So it's the Catholic Church that was like, you can't divorce. Yeah. Okay. B.C. 1760 B.C. Before Christ. Boast <laughs> Coridian or whatever we learned. <laughs> Bo- yes. Boast Coridian. So Anne goes on to marry somebody else. His name is Thomas St. Leger. It's 1474. She dies in childbirth with their only child. She was 36 at the time. That child is named Anne. And Anne, yeah, and Anne has descendants. So that child, child Anne, has the descendants that link these remains of King Richard III Mm. to her. Also was related to Princess the fucking Diana of Wales. So Princess Di is a descendant of Richard III. Of Richard Plantagenet, the rightful heir to the English throne. And she married Dickhead? And she married Dickhead, who also- Who said, who said in the fucking interview, are you guys in love? (laughs) Whatever love means. What? Fucking stab him in the rectum. Was twice over, at least, refused her rightful throne. Mm. Mm -mm Mm-mm. And then, 
Anyway. Candle in the wind. 2013, Richard was buried in Leicester Cathedral with a royal burial. So he was finally given his royal burial, even though I don't really think he deserved it. Because I think he may have killed his brother. Something happened with the brother. It doesn't matter. Usurption. King Tut. Another exemption. He was found in his very own tomb, not in a <laughs> parking lot. We know. Paid paradise. About him. Dug up Richard III. Exactly. He had a big head and he was crippled in some way. Well, that's not what I was talking about, but we know about the finding of his tomb. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's not a secret. Howard Carter, George Herbert. It was 1922. I would like to do, I think, an episode about this because there was a whole thing about the, like, um... Sermon is coming to mind. That's not the right word, obviously. Cur- uh, curse. The curse of mm-hmm. his tomb. And, like, a lot of people died. But it was 1922. A lot of people died just So you period. It's like the Kennedy curse, but. Yeah, King exactly. Curse. Just like do you love stuff. a curse? I do love a curse. So Tut's mummy showed that he was a very small man. <laughs> Tut's mummy? I was like, oh, his mother. Tut's mummy? <laughs> Tut's mummy? Mummy? I was like, why is that funny? Yeah, you know, I'm drunk. <laughs> Tut's mummy had small frame. And a club foot. Mm-hmm. And so people were like, when they looked at his, I think, first of all, that's not what you think about when you think of a king. And then second of all, it's probably when you look at him, not what you would expect. I didn't realize he was so young. Oh, there yeah. Also talk about how he died when there was like some accident. Like In he a chariot. In a chariot. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Yeah. DNA testing and digital imaging suggests that there was an extremely strong likelihood that he died of malaria or some other infection, mm. which maybe caused an accident. Didn't but he have, like, encephalitis or a real weird skull or something? Shit. And he, he had, like, buck teeth. Like, there's a lot going on there. Probably as a inbreeding. Didn't they do that back then? Oh my god, I'm sure. Um, It was 2010 when Tut's DNA was used by researchers to Could also... imagine? What? If you do 23andMe and you get an overt that you are related <laughs> to King Tut... Bad news, this 11-year-old child begot you... <laughs> Well, maybe his parents. They identified the mummies of his father, mother, and grandmother using his DNA. Because now we can analyze DNA and we can tell that these mummies who were, like, discarded, we'll talk about mummies again in a minute, were misused, disgustingly, in, like, the early 1900s. What do you mean? I'll get there. Ew. Are Uh, we raping them? We're eating them. And we're also using them in paint. Um, Queen Edith... Was found in her very own cathedral. Edith? Yeah. Well, it's E-A-D-G-Y-T-H. How would you pronounce that? Say it again. E-A-D-G-Y-T-H. Gaelic, obviously. Or Welsh. You're probably right. Edith, right? Yeah. Edith. So, in 2008, German archaeologists go into this tomb in Magdeburg Cathedral. They thought the tomb was going to be empty, but they were like, oh, let's excavate it and find- I don't have any more food right now. Because the other thing is, like, cathedrals have, cathedrals and also pyramids have a lot of artifacts. Like, you want to get the jars and you want to see, like, what kind of, because if you can a identify. Chalice. Yeah, and if you can identify the type of pottery that was being made at that time, you can identify other artifacts that you couldn't date based Before. on their likelihood, you know? So, the tomb that they thought was empty had an inscription. It was not sinister, like King Tut's tomb, but. It says in Latin and like I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, we should learn Latin. in a romance language. It says there remains a queen Edith in the sarcophagus. So, but everyone to the point. People are like, listen. I don't know if you've ever been to a museum where they have this. I don't know if they have a lot of them in the United States. But when somebody was like christened or um, 
canonized? Is that the word? When you come see? Yeah. When that happened to you, your remains were like, like sacred. So people would steal like the top of your pinky finger mm. or like, because they wanted that in their home because that was a sacred object. And like you were as close to God as they were going to get. Yep. So they needed to keep this. So if you go to museums in England, a lot of times or like the areas of Europe, they have areas, whole sections that are like, and here is the skull cap of the Mother Mary. And like, it's just like the weirdest thing. So they thought this sarcophagus was either empty because people had stolen her for that or was empty because she had died like a King Richard, like had been murdered, mucked up, run somewhere else. And like a peasant or something was buried in her grave. So they were like, uh, despite this inscription, we are going to analyze the sarcophagus. So it turns out that archaeologists, based on, like, historical record, were aware that her bones had been moved a minimum of three times. And obviously could have been lost, misplaced, sold, whatever. Like Rasputin's dick. Exactly. So scientists start analyzing these bones. They took a lot from the teeth. It turns out you can learn a lot from teeth. So when you're asking before about, like, how would you know what is the DNA from, a lot of the teeth. Mm. And that teaches you about, like, upbringing. So if somebody were rich, they would have eaten a higher oh, protein yeah, yeah, yeah. diet and, like, all these things. So... They also analyze the whole skeleton, but a lot of the information they get is from the teeth. So from the teeth, they learn she'd eaten a high-protein diet. She was likely raised in Wessex based on the plant matter that she'd eaten. And that all matches Edith's records. Also, her skeleton showed signs of habitual horseback riding. So, like, her undercarriage was roughed out? Kinda. She has a bone spur in the socket of the hip joints from being turned oh, like out back so and forth. much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the hip joints also can turn ovular. So instead of, like, doing a circular motion, they do only the out, which makes them kind of oval. She also has increased muscle mass in the part of the quads that um, passes by the hip. So this, the femur here, and then the back of the thigh and the inner thigh. So there's a lot of strength in, like, the They could tell that from a quad area. Well, because she, she was... Oh, because they embalm them and there's muscles still? Well, it was like bog bodies. So where she was buried, it was like in several oak boxes. And that oak, the moisture in the oak, had kept her fairly well preserved. And oh. they could see the muscle density. Also, you can tell by the striations on the bones how much muscle was mm. connected to that bone. So You know what you sound like? A forensic pathologist who oh. should have presented it appropriately. Not Cyril? No. Because that's interesting. I Thank thought that was very interesting. And you just said all that? That's science. I spent minutes. You didn't say very clearly there's striations on the bone and she was fucked by a horse that she was horseback riding. No, because that's not accurate. A heterosexual or homosexual horse? What? Based on what we're... Show me the science. There's That'll none. be the shirt that we sell. Show me the science. Toner's love. But, but like also where... Why am I listening to this podcast? Show me the science. There's no science or psychology here. Yeah, there is. We're so smart. Have you heard Lady Dai? D-A-I. She's a Chinese mummy. Mm. She's from Hunan province, and she is <sighs> one of the most well-preserved... Enough. She wasn't even mummified, but she's like one of the most well-preserved bodies that modern science has. So she... Where she was buried, it was just like the same thing. It was very moist. Um, but she was so well-preserved that her limbs were still pliable. Like, she wasn't in rigamorous. At all. It, you could, like, move her. Oh, my. Google her right now. D-A-I. Lady, lady D-A-I. She's a lady in Chinese? Is that uh, what they called her? Yeah, it's Jin Shui. I don't know how to... Lady... 
first of all, I spelled lady I-E because you said <laughs> D-I-E. Sorry. Lady die. Late, and then lady died. Oh, it just gives me, oh, here it is. Zinjui. Yeah. She's currently resting in Hunan Provincial Museum, but um, because mm. her body, right? Because her body was so well preserved, they were able to get DNA off of it. And they were able to, like, find her ancestors who didn't have such well-preserved bodies. And she's from how far away? 217 BC. Third century BC, yeah. yeah. She died 168 BC. When she was 50. Correct. Let me tell you about Ramses the first. I'm going to tell you about the second, too, but. Yes. I'm just listening to see if he rings the bell. In 1817... Ramsey's tomb was discovered. Nobody. So they were like, fuck, we thought we got him. Nobody in, there. in 1881, there was a family of Egyptian goat herders who were like, oh, I'm having troubles. Who Welcome. were like, to my mouth. we have been following your archaeological digs. We are grave robbers, actually. And we've stolen, God, so many things. And usually when we steal shit, we hide it at the bottom of this cave. You want to come to this cave? And archaeologists are like, yeah, Absolutely. So they go to the bottom of the And they don't get anything for it? No money, no nothing? I don't know. They're just being good Samaritans? I didn't dig into that part. I'm sure they probably received. Get it? Mm -hmm. Hold on. Peace. Yep. So, go to the tomb, not present, goat herders, I know where he is. They have termed this cliff a mortuary complex, because it's where they would keep the mummies. They were keeping these mummies because you could sell mummies easily, because mummies were made to make brown paint, including brown eyeliner. Lipstick, self tanner, all of those sorts of things, um, and then also paint for like canvases and your room and your dress. Is there some hazardous waste? Concerns? Oh my god, I'm sure okay. they were ground up, so the mummy would be ground up into this brown. It was called mummy brown um, that you would buy. Yeah. So, and nobody questions it. I would like it in mummy brown, please. <laughs> they knew you would sell it. You would like auction it. We've got here's this mummy, and people would pay more for it. Oh god, yeah. To get mummy brown dust, they would pay for to get shit. the mummy so they can make mummy brown, and then what? Sell it, it was, or do make it for themselves? Sell it. Oh, Jesus! Christ. It was like good luck. Like, oh, you got this mummy brown. Um, the tomb was also a safe hold for royal mummies. So the sheep herders were like, "Yeah, I, I've had mummies. Absolutely, I got them from this royal cliff." So they kept them separate because they knew they were important. They'd fetch a high price. So they were like, "Hey, if you want, we can give you these mummies. Totally up to you." And they were like, "Absolutely, here's." Top dollar, whatever you need. There's a coffin, and it, the coffin says Ramses the First, so that looks good. But inside there is nothing but loose bandages. That is terrifying. That's like my worst nightmare. Mm. Because that shit is alive. It is creeping around the corner. It is coming for you. For sure. Guess where he was? Niagara Falls, Canada. No! What? Ramses the First was a sideshow exhibit for tourists at the Niagara Falls Museum and Daredevil Hall of Fame. He was there until 1999. They made it as him? Mm-hmm. They yeah, were like, he, this is Ramses the first. No, they didn't know who it was. It was okay. an anonymous mummy. Uh, the museum closed, and it sold off its collections in 1999. What? Like, we were alive. Researchers thought that it was probably Ramses the first. And you can Google the woman standing over him like this. <gasps> I found him. She's so excited. Um, they raised money. They purchased him. They thought it was Ramses the first, and they used CT and facial reconstructions to study whether the mummification techniques and the bone shape matched what they expected. It was. It was Ramses I. The king returned to Egypt in 2003. The king has returned. He was, in, like, basically in Buffalo. He's in our backyard. 
We could have seen Ramses the first. We had no idea. I think we probably did walk by him. Like, okay. when you used to go to Clifton Hill, you know? Yeah, you exactly. Because you could drink at 19. The Daredevil Museum? Ramsey's right there. So. Probably right next to Ripley's on Clifton Hill. Mm-hmm. Well, we know, we know him. Ramses the third didn't spend any time in Niagara Falls, R.I.P., but they did find, before they found his body, historical records written on papyrus, and they were talking about, like, a plot to murder him. Like, they definitely have killed this guy. But we didn't know, like, did he actually get murdered? How did he die? What's going on? They did a CT scan of his mummy. We knew the where the mummy was. And it showed that the throat had, in fact, been slit. The cut would have severed his trachea, esophagus, and all major blood vessels to his head. So it seems like probably somebody Marauded, came from yeah. behind and, like, just ripped him. Would have been a quick death. Like Jack the Ripper? Exactly. During, well, I don't know about Jack the Stripper, but I'll get back to you. During mummification, priests had put a healing amulet inside the neck wound. So, to, like, when he comes back to life, yeah, he won't be all fucked? He's not going to have That's all those nice problems. That's very nice of them. And when you see his mummy, he's got all bandages on his neck to try to, like, keep the wound. And his like, head stays in, in please. <laughs> exactly. He'd be the headless horseman. Full circle. <laughs> Copernicus was another one. Copernicus! He's Polish, and I love that heliocentric. He was buried in an unmarked grave in a Polish Well, because heresy, right? Yes, guess what year he was. So, the Man in the Iron Mask was 1703. King Richard III was 1649 or whatever, 1669. 1504. 1543, that was pretty damn close. So in 2009, Swedish researchers were like, we think we got him. I'm pretty sure I'm related to Copernicus. And Polish researchers were like, I think you're right. (laughs) So they didn't know how to do it. So they took this skull that they found in a cathedral. It had like a partial mummified remains. But some of it was fucking dust. Why is everything buried under the floorboards of a cathedral? So they measured the skull cap and then facially reconstructed that. And they took paintings of him in old age. He died when he was like 86 or something. He lived a long life. And so they took the face of the paintings and the facial reconstruction based on the skull and like brow bone. Mm -hmm. Raw boned. Or no. Yeah, that's right. Beetle browed. Beetle browed. There it is. And they reconstructed exactly that face. Like it was literally perfect. And they were like, yeah, that's got to be him. So then they did... um, some DNA analysis because um, binders, folders, notebooks, notebooks that they knew to have been Copernicus's that had hairs in the binding and like guh, roast. Yeah. But you know someone's gonna find a hair tie that I owned and be like, I think everybody's gonna find fucking dog hair in everything I own. <laughs> I it's they're like it's body. She was Russian. Bad news. She was a dog. <laughs> Maybe a bear. Something from the Caucasus Mountains. She's from the Caucasus. So, whatever. His DNA matched this hair bindings and period. Maybe he did it, like, on purpose. That's a cool way to bind books. Right. I've got an unknown Viking king, an unknown soldier. I don't know if you care about those. What I want to tell you about is Philip II, because this is fucked up. So, somewhere in Greece, there's a very lavish tomb in which is a cremated male skeleton. Keep talking. I might sneeze. Don't look at my sneeze face. Cremated. Cremated skeleton in a tomb. Okay. So, what people have been debating since 1977 when it was discovered is whether that cremated skeleton is Philip II, who's Alexander the Great's father, or Philip father. the father, okay. or Philip III, who's Alexander's half-brother, who's also mentally challenged. So, Philip II had a rule. He was assassinated. I'll get there momentarily. Alexander took over. Alexander the Great conquered all the world. Like, yeah. he's partially responsible for the Ottoman Empire. Like, there's a lot of shit he did. And then he dies. He was cool. 
and then his brother takes over, but the brother is ill-equipped for rulership. And so he was not a very profound leader. I just closed the door quick. You Okay. Ow! But, so, because you don't care. So, no, I do care. I just, <laughs> keep pausing it. It's so much. There's a female skeleton also next to this, a, a non-cremated female skeleton next to him. And they think that it's either one of the wives or possibly a mother, but we can't identify her either. So, Philip II, so that's the father. He was a powerful king, but his love life was fucked. So he married five to seven women, which obviously complicates the line of succession because whose child is whose and also at what time and who is the rightful heir. Philip II was assassinated in 336. Philip II, Alexander's father. Mm -hmm. He was assassinated in 336 at his daughter's wedding. This might have been a murder for hire, and it might have been one of his former wives, Olympias, who was Alexander the Great's mother. It also could have been due to an ugly rape case that involved members of the royal family trying to, like, cover that up by murdering him. Whatever happened, Philip II's last wife, Cleopatra, not the one you're thinking about, was either murdered or forced to commit suicide soon after Philip II's murder by order of Olympias, Alexander the Great's mother. So there's a lot going on here. He married a lot. He... Hell hath no fury. He's Mm -hmm. scorned a lot of women. He's got to get a grip. He's murdered. Alexander the Great goes on to become king following this assassination. Now, the cremains that are inside this tomb haven't really drummed up a lot of information. They weren't... When we think about, like, a cremation now, you think of, like, pure dust. Like, it's dusted. But if you hear information about people who actually work in crematoriums, you have to, like, manually grind those bones. This was not happening in 336. So, like, the bones that are in there still have pieces. Like, there's large chunks of bone. And the researchers that are examining them say that there's a notch in the eye socket that's consistent with a battle wound wound that Philip II had before he died. It's an arrow that pierced him in the eye. Corneal ablation. Corneal ablation. It pierced his eye and left him permanently blind in that eye and also facially disfigured. So, like, that makes sense. Could be him. It would be weird to not be him if he's got that wound, right? Philip III, the brother, he was buried for more than a year before he was exhumed and then dug up and then cremated and given a... The cremation was like a royal burial. Given a royal burial cremation and then, like, put into the tomb. So... His bone fragments show proof that he had been underground as he was decaying and then was exhumed. So, like, there's evidence either way, and people don't know what's going on. But archaeologists say that, yes, the bones help, but ultimately what's going to be the deciding factor? Is it the the father or is it the son? Is going to be things like pottery and clothing if there's bits and fragments of that. So, we have dug up people... So you wait, we don't know the answer? Dug them on up. No, this has been raging since 1977. This is like an ongoing and you just given, battle. So you've just given me an unsolved mystery. Correct. Wow. Well, I'm very interested How to very see. How very dare you? What do you think? Who do you think it is? I have no idea. <laughs> I would love it to be someone entirely different. Oh my so God. everyone is devastated. <laughs> it's just like so much. Like, like And then I was like deep in that and I was like, I got to stop. I'm getting too much. Rabbit holing. It's already three hours. It really is. It's two hours and 30 Oh minutes. my God. But like, What? I really don't know if I should do my bit. Bitch, do your bit. You can cut half of this out. You know I'm not going to, though, <laughs> is the problem. Well, do you want to do another episode of this just your part? I, I don't know if it's enough. That's, well, here's what we'll do. throw it in here, then. I'll start it, mm-hmm. and I'll... Okay, so here's what we'll do. Right. We'll start it as if it's a new episode. We'll pretend. We'll go back and forth. Mm-hmm. 
that way I can just cut it out and make it a whole separate episode or cut that bit out and leave it in this mm. episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Hi, friends. Hello. <laughs> We're back. Here we are. Today, so Ellen did the man in the iron mask and it made me think of a thing that we both like. It's another movie dated before Disney's The Three Musketeers. Mm, an excellent film. Some quotes. Disney's is your favorite version? Yeah. Okay. I, well, to be fair, I've never seen any others, mm-hmm. but I love mm-hmm. Kiefer. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Some quotes from the movie. Oh, excellent. Can you say them in good voice, though? Like, Anna Delvey is what you say? Oh, well, I would love that, but no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I mean, that's my accent. I'm not mad about it. I thought you were going to, like, repeat their accenture. Well, I mean, it, I this is all from Tim Curry, so. Oh, I love Tim Curry. I know. That's why I love the Disney. Oh, he's so good. Just in everything. Yeah. A repeat, like, God. I, I can't even. I'm just going to talk, and if I turn into an accent, I do. I can't think about it. <laughs> Grief-stricken, terrified, the huddled masses turn for comfort to their devout spiritual leader, who ever so humbly assumes the throne with his queen by his side. So this is him. I can hear Annadelle be saying this. Was she a little Richelieu? Yeah, absolutely. She's a little bit Richelieu. <laughs> yeah. So this is, in the movie, why he's shitty. He's trying to frame the king so he can heal the, like, get the king assassinated. Do you and think then- he was shitty or the king was shitty? Like, oh, I'm about, what do you think I'm about to talk about right oh now? Oh, God. I got thoughts. Because so, I've seen a lot of Richelieu's. I've seen them. So that's his, in the movie, his diabolical plan is to get the king assassinated. So when the whole of France is grieving, mm-hmm. he makes them feel better. Sure. Also takes the queen and then, of course, takes power. Gluten Glasgow. So then this is another quote. From the movie, not from actual Richelieu. Elva. Uh, Elva. Elva. <laughs> You, of all people, should know that the Cardinal does not answer to the laws of men. So he thinks he's above the law in this movie because he is godly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So those are two quotes. So now we all, like I've said, we all. I can see where society would put you, set you up to have those feelings as a Cardinal. Like I can, I can feel that Mm -hmm. from all the Cardinal-y things we've watched. So now this is based roughly, probably on Your experience as a new Pope. No, no, no. Mm. On Dumas' book, oh, The Three Musketeers. So we all know he's... Famously que- based on Voltaire. <laughs> exactly. He is queen-seducing, wannabe king assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, he was scheming to take power over France, and he was scheming with the Duke of Buckingham, trying to sign his secret treaty so that when the king is killed and he's now ruling France, him and England are in cahoots now. Mm. And I feel like Buckingham probably wanted something to happen where the King of England was probably assassinated. It was probably like a whole thing. They're beaming and they're beamers, just beaming. Yes. So sign a secret treaty. So this made me think. Is that real? This made me think, what is really about him? Like, what is his true story? And what was portrayed in a book? And then subsequently a movie. I'm so excited. Bitch, of course. And as soon as you said Man in the Iron Mask, I was like, oh, the Three Musketeers. (laughs) <laughs> and the Three Musketeers does happen before the Man in the Iron sure Mask. Does, so in yeah. theory, okay. So let's get fuck into. You, fuck you, Dumas. If this is bullshit, I'm going to be so mad. Okay. Fucking Dumas. So Armand Jean Duplessis. Hi, I'm Armand Jean Duplessis, Duke of Richelieu. Was born. Oh, no, that's his real name. Was born oh, September 9th, fifteen eighty five. He died December fourth, sixteen forty two. 
So he before be- the man in the iron mask. I, I told you. He becomes known as Cardinal Richelieu. He was a French clergyman and a statesman. He was also known as I'm not going to say it in French. Excellent. In French. Red Eminence, which is a term derived from the title Eminence applied to cardinals. And is they. Rouge eminence? Is it just a cognate? <laughs> it's Eminence Rouge. Mm. Um, so it was a, Eminence was applied to cardinals and they wore red. So he's. That makes sense. Your Eminence. Yeah. And they did say that in Three Musketeers. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Um, he, in 1607, he was consecrated as a bishop. He was appointed foreign secretary in 1616. Can I ask an ignorant question? Probably. I don't know the answer. Oh, Go perfect. ahead. Perfect. Never mind. What's the difference between a cardinal and a bishop? Is bishop is lower. Better? No. Yeah, bishop. So this is him rising oh, up. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, starting sorry, from sorry. the beginning. Got it, got it. Yeah. Bishop is lower than a cardinal. Mm-hmm. And which is substantially lower than a mini pope. But the knight takes bishop. Sometimes. Checkmate. Mm-hmm. He continued to rise in the Catholic Church and the French government by becoming a cardinal in 1622 and... Chief Minister to Louis the... Hold on, I gotta do the counting. Is it XI5? XIV? XI3. 13? Mm. Louis the... Oh, right before Louis the 14th. So, he became Chief Minister to Louis the 14th. You said XI3. <laughs> yeah, bitch, shut up. The, to Louis the 13th of France in 1624. So, he's Cardinal 1622, Chief Minister in 1624. He retained this office until his death like, in 1642. Plymouth, Plymouth Rock? This is wild. Well... It was like the same ass time, right? Well, Columbus was 1492, and then 1600s, right, I feel? Right? My God. Um, okay, so he was chief minister until 1642, also cardinal until 1642, and then he was succeeded by Cardinal Mazarin. Mm. Is that your guy? Mazarino. Okay, so his career was fostered by Richelieu, like that, he was oh! grooming him. So I wonder that valet, Doge, I wonder if he knew him. It's Richelieu. I know him. <laughs> Maybe Richelieu's the man in the iron mask. No. No. Dead before. Okay. <laughs> no, we immediately are like, no. <laughs> it would be nice, though. So Richelieu sought to consolidate royal power, and by restraining the power of the nobility, mm-hmm. he transformed France into a strong, centralized state. So he didn't... So you were talking about how the noble wanted the rich to stay rich. He wanted to, like, be with the king and fuck the nobles. Like, they don't matter. They're less than. He's a little Bernie Sanders. Maybe. Um, so in foreign policy, his primary objective was to check the power of the Habsburg dynasty in Spain and Austria. I heard you say the 1%. <laughs> and ensure French dominance in the 30 years war that engulfed Europe. So he is Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. And he suppresses French Protestants. They're not okay because they're not Catholic. However... To win this war, he makes alliances with Protestant states like the Kingdom of England and the Dutch Republic to achieve his goals. And this is all real, not like hearsay. This is correct. Mm-hmm. So, very clearly, religion is not his main thing. Because, mm-hmm. like, that would never really happen. I will say, in that day and age, the likelihood of somebody rising above the ranks of their own birth would probably, if you weren't going into religion, was probably, like, nothing. Mm-hmm. So he <laughs> he was a powerful political figure. There is a situation called the Day of the Dupes, which I guess I didn't write anything about. The Day of the Dupes. Let me go get 
but it shows that his power was still dependent on the king's confidence. So he wasn't above the king. He needed the king to support him. Support him. Support him. So. Yes. Journée des dupes. It's a name given to a day in November 1630 on which the enemies of Cardinal Richelieu mistakenly believed that they had succeeded in persuading King Louis XIII mm. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did to read dismiss this. Richelieu from power. Yes, I did read this because there was a whole fucking thing where they thought they talked enough shit that he got cut and then Richelieu meets with the king and whatever Richelieu says, he convinces the king to keep him. Mm. So, surprise. But that- Oops. So if, yeah. Psych. <laughs> exactly. So if he would have lost that, My God. if he would have lost the king's confidence, he would be fucked. So he's an alumnus of the University of Paris, headmaster of the College of Sorbonne. Mm. He renovated and extended the institution. Um, he was famous for his patronage of the arts, and he founded the Académie Française, mm. the, learn- the learned society responsible for matters pertaining to the French language. Oh. So he's like, you know, other yeah. people. He's trying to... Mm-hmm. Save his culture or whatever the shit. A hero and a scholar. So he's an advocate for Samuel de Champlain and New France. Mm -hmm. That's over us, right? Champlain. Didn't he go over to the United States? Yeah, Lake Champlain. Yep, totally. And there's Champs, the the Loch Ness Monster of Champlain. Yeah. Um, So he founded the Campagne des Saint-Associés. He also Why are you going to like Spanish girl, Italian? I can't. <clears throat> um, he also negotiated the 1632 so Treaty of Saint Germain and Lay, under which Quebec City returned to French rule after its oh, loss no. in 1629. My God! So French Quebec exists and maintains because of Cardinal Richelieu. Do you know who's from French Quebec? Who? Alan Cesare. Mm. Well, there it is. Full circle. Full circle. Um, he's also known for being the inventor of the table knife, which we call Mon a butter Dieu. knife. Zutella. Because he was bothered by the bad mannerisms that sharp knives brought to the dining table. So in 1637. Example, one exactly. Probably because he was worried people are going to slit his whole throat. Is. So in 1637, he ordered that all of the knives on his dining table have their blades dulled hmm. and their tips rounded. So butter knives is what yeah, we yeah. call them now. The design quickly spread and was popularized all around France and other countries. Absolutely, so he's I didn't like just so violently cut through my butter. He's um Oh my god, what's her name? Fork. No, no, no. I want to make a joke and I can't think of her name. Martha Fox. Martha Stewart. Thank you. Martha Fox was in my head. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. But so he was the Martha Stewart every time. Because also he probably went to jail just like she did with Snoop oh, Dogg or whatever the fuck. He's making pop brownies now. So he was born in Paris. He's the fourth of five children, last of three sons. Mm-hmm. He was delicate from childhood and suffered frequent bouts of ill health throughout his life. His family belonged to the lesser nobility of oh, the okay. Poitois. <laughs> his father, Francois, I'm um, whatever, Frank, Francois. his father, Frank, <laughs> was a soldier and a courtier who served as the oh. grand provost of France and his mother, Suzanne de Laporte, was a daughter of a famous jurist. So that's probably like a lawyer, right. right? At five years old, his father died of fever in the French wars of religion, leaving <laughs> the family in debt. What the hell are the French wars of religion? Like, calm down. Probably Catholic Protestants? Wars. I don't know. Get a grip. 
Right. So Spanish Inquisition? Oh, yes. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Inquisition. What a show. So that left his family in debt. With the aid of royal grants, however, the family was able to avoid financial difficulties. I'm assuming there's like, submit an application for someone who has died in the war. Please continue to support us. Now, what side were they on? Exactly. Oh, good. How did they die? Here you are. How much did they bring to the family? A fever? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Oh, in action? Okay. Yeah. We will... Don't- don't say fever in your submission. Let's change that. Fever of Consumed war. by the passions of war, we'll say. <laughs> At the age of nine, <laughs> young Richelieu was sent to the College of Navarre in Paris to study philosophy. Thereafter, he began to train for a military career. So he's not gone to like a seminary. Not as of yet. My God. Okay. You would think you would... You, the whole time, right? Like I would think. Oh my God. Um, ah, this is where it happens. Okay. So. <laughs> rejected by a young female suitor. He goes to study philosophy. And then he begins to train for a military career. His private life seems to be typical for a young officer in the era. And in age, in 1605, age 20, he was treated for gonorrhea. <laughs> Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. But also, you know what? There's no way to treat the clap in this era. So he had that clap for the rest of his natural born life. His dick fell Probably ended up with warts. That's why he was like, I'll be a cardinal. I can't fuck anyways. Well, great. So Henry III had rewarded Richelieu's father for his participation in the wars of religion by granting his family the bishopric of Luzon. Bishopric. So like they're bishops now. They're just bishops. Gonorrhea bishopric. <laughs> Um, so the family appropriated most of the revenues of the bishopric for private use. <laughs> I can't. They were, however, challenged by clergymen who desired the funds for ecclesiastical purposes. Because that's what you're supposed to do if you're like a bishop. You're supposed to use the money you get for it to advance ecclesiastics. And they were not doing ecclesiastics in the Olympics. I'm an ecclesiast. Ecclesiast. Um, so pr- to protect the important source of revenue, Richelieu's mother proposed to make her second son, Alphonse, yeah, the Bishop of Luzon. Alphonse, who had no desire to become a bishop, became instead a Carthusian monk. Hmm. Makes maps. Right? What's a... A cartologist? Yeah. Carthusian? What is that? A branch of monkery. Carthusia? A branch of monkery. Thus, it became necessary that the younger Richelieu join the clergy. So now they're like, it's optics. Look, he's a clergyman. I love sex. My testicles are throbbing as we speak. He had strong academic interests and threw himself into studying for his new post. Hmm. In 1606, Henry IV nominated Richelieu to become Bishop of Luzon. As Richelieu had not yet Manila reached Luzon? the canonical minimum age, it was necessary that he journey to Rome for a, se- a special dispensation from Pope Paul V. Look, I'll sit in this Pope chair. You can feel my testicles. My testicles are there. there. You're too young, yeah. but you can be a bishop now. Yeah, well, they've descended. You, you, you d- touched my testicles yes. in such a way that you are worthy of a bishop. Please, my testes. They're riddled with gonorrhea and they're very sore to the touch, but please... I am worthy. No, he was doing it to the Pope. The Pope wasn't doing it to him. Mm. He juggled him nicely. I thought to, like, feel that you were worthy. Actually a man? Like, you're worthy of bush- bishophood. You should have, like, sore or throbbing testicles. No, I think it's more like, oh, you touched my testes nice. 
Also, you're confirming that I'm a man and I'm, it's okay that I'm the Pope. Mm-hmm. And I like the way you touch him. You're a bishop. Love how you handled my testicles You got there. a firm yet gentle grip. It's really wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> this whole episode's a cockbag. Okay. Literally. So he touched Pope Paul the fifth. I almost said tits. Testicles. <laughs> <laughs> his titicles. And this secured Richelieu, and he was consecrated bishop in April 1607. Almost my birthday. Soon after, he returned to his diocese in 1608. He was a vigorous, vigorous, vigorous ball toucher and advocate of the church, <laughs> arguing that it should be exempt from taxes and that bishops should have more political power. Separation of church and state. To blame for Scientology. Bitch. 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 What year is this? 16, never, never, never. 1608. Richelieu entered the service of King Louis the. 13th's wife, Anne of Austria, as her almoner. Oh. <gasps> if there was an illegitimate son, was it his? Richelieu advanced politically by faithfully serving the Queen Mother's favorite, Cochino Consini, the most powerful minister in the kingdom. Why does everyone sound Italian in France? Because I think that the land borders were not as they are right now. Mm. And also that the, the Italy that we think of right now was probably just Rome. His little highness, the pub of love. (laughs) (laughs) In 1616, Richelieu was made Secretary of State. What? Lafayette was born in 1757 and died in 1834. Lafayette. Mm Mm-hmm. Bitch. Okay, but here's the thing. He's doing the exact opposite of what is how life should be here in the Americas. Well, in the United States. Mm -hmm. Separation of truth and state. And instead, he's a bishop. And also Secretary of State. Yeah, not great. In a monarchy. So I don't even know what Secretary of State <laughs> is in a monarchy. I barely know what one is of the Americas. I lost it. Here it is. Who is the Secretary of State? All I know, I know Donald Rumsfeld because that was a whole fucking thing when uh-huh. Bush was president. I don't know who it is now. God, I, I'm not going to look it up. I don't care enough. Isn't it though? Secretary of State. Oh no, it's never mind. Condoleezza Rice. Fucking Secretary of the Defense was Donald Rumsfeld. What's his name? Um, Rick James, bitch. What's his name? Chappelle. Yeah, in his black white supremacist skit, and he calls her cunning Langus Rice. <laughs> <laughs> Senator of Mexico, so the Mexicans can eat her. He says, <laughs> Cole and Powell. My God, what? Do you never see it? Because he's a black guy, but he's blind, and he doesn't know he's black, and so he joins the KKK. And he always has a hood on, so the KKK doesn't know he's black. It's a whole fucking thing. It's very funny. And then he finds out he's black, and his head explodes, and he dies. The U.S. States... The U.S. States... The United States Department... (laughs) The Secretary of State... It says, the U.S. States Department of State, is what it's saying. Okay, cool. The Secretary of State is who? I don't know. What are you asking me? I've never heard this name before in my life. Antony Blinken. Blinken from Men in Tights. <laughs> Did you say hey, hey, Blinken? Blinken? No, I said hey, Blinken. What? Yeah, I don't know. I don't give a shit. Okay, this Yikes. long, this episode's long enough. Let's go. <laughs> 
Unless it's a second episode and then who the fuck knows? No, it's all one episode. Yeah, it's gotta hours. be because then we'll yeah, be yeah, fucked. Yeah, yeah. Who gives a fuck? Well, listen, people, you want this or no? No, you don't. You, don't. <laughs> you want no it? One wants or no? It. Okay, see ya. It's a pleasure <laughs> Just knowing turn you. Turn it off if you don't want it. Just listen later. Pause. Okay, Secretary of State. Um, and he was given the responsibility for foreign affairs. Like Concini, the bishop was one of the closest advisors of Louis XIII's mother, Marie de' Medici. Mm. That is in... de' Medici. Yeah, that's in Reign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've never finished it. The queen had become regent of France when the nine-year-old Louis ascended the throne, and although her son reached the legal age of majority in 1614, she remained the effective ruler of the realm. Get it, queen? Her policies and those of Concini proved unpopular with many in France. You're never going to please everybody. You can't, possibly. As a result, both Marie and Concini became the targets of intrigues at court. Intrigues. I'm the target of intrigues. It's intriguing. (laughs) Oh my god. Is that what that means? Oh, you're very intriguing. Like, I'm going to fucking assassinate you? Maybe. On the throne? What? Don't ever tell anybody your toner's low. Don't ever tell anybody you're intriguing because you're about to get assassinated. Merkelized. Well, bad news. You're about to be assassinated. Okay. So they were contrigues. Nope. <laughs> I'll take it. Contrigues. They were contrigues. They're court intrigues. And their most powerful enemy was Charles de Dickens. Lunis. He's the king favorite and became constable of France. So the king's favorite, who's the son of the queen mother... Is their biggest enemy, which I guess makes sense because if her son is majority age, but she's still doing it, then of course he'd be against her to get his friend. That would be infuriating if you're the queen mother because you have the power and yet you have no power. Absolutely. Mm. But like, I'm not doing a bad job except to the majority of French peoples. And what's a majority in a monarchy? Oh, for Christ's sake. Me. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Well, me and my husband, who is now deceased, and now it's this guy. And my son. idiot. So, in April 1617, almost my birthday, in a plot arranged by Lunas... Oh, nope, that's a comma. In a plot arranged by Lunas, Louis XIII ordered that Concini be arrested and killed should he resist. Concini was consequently assassinated and Marie de' Medici was overthrown. Hmm. So, now Richelieu... Was close with Lunes. So his patron having died, Richelieu also lost power. He was dismissed as Secretary of State and was removed from the court. So now, because the Queen Mother, he was in cahoots with Queen Mother, Queen Mother's gone. Now he's got Louis XIII. In 1618, the king, still still suspicious of Richelieu, the I Bishop of Lucerne. Fuck off. I, you're my favorite. I love you so much. <laughs> I hate myself all no, the time. Stop it. I you're just hate it. Stop it. Don't say that about my friend. (laughs) Don't say that about my friend. So, 1618, King is still suspicious of the Bishop of Manila, Luzon, which is Richelieu, and he banishes him to Lafayette, not even born. No, of course not. You should know that, though. I just desperately wanted him because he was there. 1776. But he was pulling the monarchy. Like, his fight was with Louis XIV's monarchy, and they killed the. Lafayette. Well, maybe. I guess I don't really know. But they killed Louis XIV and his son. Oh. Well, obviously so this is like, a long time. Oh God, it is. Because like, it's 1618. It's a slow-ass roll. So sure they've been is. dealing with this shit for a Because maybe there years. was, like, another queen mother that does it for a minute. I mean, she was probably awful. You know? Like, I'm not going to say anything are. about the... I 
now, but like goodbye. She you, does wear bright suits. You're 98 years old. Just, I just why you're just a figurehead. And you've been your whole life, haven't you? Well, she was very good with that Churchill. Churchill. Bernal. Okay. So he's still suspicious. He banishes him to Avignon. There, Richelieu spent most of his time writing. He composed a catechism entitled L'Instruction du Chertien. I don't know what it means. Say it one more time. I'll just let you read it. Oh. Because I don't know. Well, it's obviously the instructions of... Yes, I knew that. Cretans. Exactly. This is how you instruct (laughs) the Cretans. They're sinning and we're going to help them. If I if that's it, I'm dead. <laughs> Please let it be. Shui Chrétien. It's a religion. Oh. oh Instructions Christian. of religion. Oh, fuck off. Of course. Okay. So in 1619, Marie de Medici escaped from her confinement in the Chateau de Blois. Okay, girl. Becoming the titular leader of an aristocratic. I'll be the titular leader. <laughs> an aristocratic. I said aristocratic. <laughs> aristocratic rebellion. The king and the Duc de Lunes recalled Richelieu, believing that he would be able to reason with the queen. Okay, so Lunes dethrones the queen, mother, right? She's banished. Yes. Richelieu is also sent away because he was in cahoots. Now, the queen mother has escaped and is now fomenting a revolution with the aristocrats. Mm -hmm. And so then the king and Lunes pull Richelieu back in thinking that they were in cahoots before, perhaps he can reason with the Queen Mother so that there's not crazy town. Okay, okay. You should be a history teacher. That was very well explained. Oh, thanks. So Richelieu was successful in his endeavor. Oh, he congratulations. mediated between her and her son the Treaty of Angoulême. It was ratified. Marie de Medici was given complete freedom but would remain at peace with the king. So she couldn't do, foment any more shit. Stop fomenting. No You're more fomenting. fomenting. Get them out. <laughs> and the queen mother was also restored to the royal council, so she probably oh, felt important. Mm-hmm. So after the death of the king's favorite, the Duke de Lunis, in 1621, Richelieu rose to power quickly. So like he was brought in by these two people. The the favorite goes, and now the king's like, well, hey, here you are. You just and the queen mother probably felt comfortable with him yeah and would like support oh you should hire yeah you should hire him you should oh my god so the year after the year after lunas dies the king nominated richelieu for a cardinalate which pope gregory the 15th accordingly granted in september 1622 okay crises in france including a rebellion of the huguenots rendered Mm. richelieu a nearly indispensable advisor to the king after he was appointed to the Royal Council of Ministers on 29 April 1624, almost past my birthday, exactly. he intrigued against the chief minister, Charles Duke de la Vieuville. Mm-hmm. You hate to intrigue against anyone. I love to intrigue. Well, I you hate like... to be intrigued against, I suppose. Facts. If you're, if you're intriguing, oh, maybe that's what that means. I'm intriguing. I'm coming for you. Mm-hmm. Bitch. I love how words are originate <laughs> on august 12th of the same year 1624 la viuville was arrested on charges of corruption and cardinal richelieu took his place as the king's principal minister the following day seems shady mm-hmm. absolutely although the cardinal de la roquefacold that's also a name i've heard i feel nominally roquefacold. remained president of the council roquefacold cheese 
Richelieu was officially appointed president in November 1629. So he takes the place kind of in theory, not in name, and then Mm -hmm. gets it officially in 1629. So five years later. So Cardinal Richelieu's policy involved two primary goals. Okay. Centralization of power in France. Centralize that shit. And I briefly touched on this. Opposition of the Habsburg dynasty, which was ruling in both Austria and Spain at the time. He didn't want them to come all up in the shit. This might be in Versailles a bit. Could be. So shortly after he became the principal minister, he was faced with a crisis in... It's it's Valtellina, and I'm like, Valentina, I would like to keep it on, please. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) Valtroud. So this is a valley in Lombardy, which is northern Italy. 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 To counter Spanish designs on the territory. <laughs> we just moved past it. <laughs> Italy, don't worry about it. We just both repeat long. it and just get over it. <laughs> to counter Spanish designs on the territory, Richelieu supported the Protestant Swiss canton of Grisons, which also claimed <laughs> what? G-R-I-S-O-N-S. No, I'm sure. Grisons. Grison, but like what? It doesn't even have a No, it doesn't need it. Oh, okay. I don't know fucking shit. But they're Swiss. Right, the Swiss speak French. <laughs> a grison is a... <laughs> oh, no. This can't be right. It's gotta be. <laughs> Bitch, say it. It's, it's a weasel-like ah! animal. With a dark fur and a white... <laughs> okay. A white stripe across its forehead. Okay. Okay. So, Richelieu supports the Protestant Swiss weasels. <laughs> and... As this, they they claim a strategically important valley in terms of warring. In terms of warring. And of course, this is scandalous because he's a fucking Catholic and he's making treaties with the Protestants. It's just a region in Switzerland. No, it's fucking weasel. They're fucking weasel. weasel. It's making me think of Pauly Shore. (laughs) I don't know why. Because he's a weasel. That's what he called himself. I don't know that. Wow. And we met him. Yeah, I didn't care about it. I was giant. I was giant bodied. Okay, so he makes a thing with the weasels. And it's bad because they're Protestant weasels. They are not Catholic weasels. The Pope would not approve. Be better weasels. Thank you. Be better cardinal, really. Fuck the weasels. They can do whatever they want. They're just trying to be... They have white stripes on their head. They're just protesting. Ash Wednesday came from the In their religions. So So the cardinal deployed troops to Valentina. I'd like to keep it on, please. Mm -hmm. From which the Pope's garrisons were driven out. So he's literally supporting people that are fighting the Pope's... Machinery. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this is what I think I wrote this. I'm not sure. <laughs> Clearly, Richelieu was more Obviously. about power than religious affiliation or loyalty. Fair. Okay. So this is kind of in line with how he's portrayed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because also he wanted to, when he, the queen gets out of the bath and she's naked and he's mm-hmm. there, he's about to fuck. Disney. And I, Right? What? And I assume... If a priest can't fuck, it's got to be all of them. The Pope can't fuck. Cardinals can't fuck. Nobody's fucking. But then you watch the Borgias. Little boys. My God. They're fucking their sisters because that's okay. God in heaven. Incest is the best. (laughs) Well, that's not what we all say. I mean, got to do what you got to do. To further consent. That's why I'm an only child. Otherwise, I couldn't be trusted. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I just assume I'd have a very attractive brother. I don't fucking know. Doesn't matter. Oh, I'm not of that um, inclination. So to further consolidate power in France, Richelieu sought to suppress the influence of the feudal nobility 
1626, he abolished the position of Constable of France and ordered all fortified castles raised, excepting only those needed to defend against invaders. So any castle that was owned by a nobleman, tear the fuck down. Unless it is helping us defend the whole of France, get the fuck out of here, you're homeless. You're homeless now. You're unhoused. Monsieur Gorbachev? I Gorbachev? Turn down, turn down that wall. Oh! Uh, I can't imagine being so obsessed. This feels like a lot of energy for your whole life. For power. For nothing. What? Bitch, what else you got to do in 1626? Well, that's... You got, he you maybe also so had bored. a small dick, I imagine. Well, it's, it's gonorrhea, and I learned with that untreated... Big, when, I can't imagine there was treatment. Big. It caused sepsis. He probably had gangrene of the dick. Oh, it, the balls were extremely tender. That's why the Pope didn't touch them up. Uh, he touched the Pope's. Okay, so he stripped princes, dukes, and lesser aristocrats of important defenses that could have been used against the king's armies. Because each little... What? Mm-hmm. Why? What? Why? What? I'm trying to make it night mode. Oh, that would be lovely. Because mm-hmm. I hate a dark. Mine's in night mode. Let me see what mine is. Yes, please do. Because I hate a bright. Um. So... Richelieu was like, these nobility, if they don't like the king, they have castles, they have fortresses, they have armies, little baby armies that could come against the king. They could all get together and form a whole army. So he said, fuck you, can't have it. And of course, (laughs) fuck you, can't have it. (laughs) No. So of course, logically speaking, Richelieu Mm. was hated by most of the nobility. Well, sure. Because also like essentially you're not even noble anymore at this point. Fuck you. you're You're barely noble. Get a grip. You're not even a noble gas. Neon. You're not even noble. Barnes and noble. Another obstacle to centralization of power was religious division in France. So the Huguenots, which were one of the largest political and religious factions in the country, controlled a significant military force and they were in rebellion. Mm-hmm. Also as well, because obviously I wrote that. Also in as well as, like, such a... Also as well as the King of England, Charles I, declared war on France in an attempt to aid the Huguenot faction. So we got England and the Huguenots trying to come at you. 1627, Richelieu ordered the army to besiege the Huguenot stronghold of La Rochelle, and the cardinal personally commanded the besieging troops. Where's the king? The king's just, like, fucking off, getting his dick sucked in a passageway. Is it, is it the 13th or the 14th? 13th? I don't know much about the 13th. Obviously, he didn't do any fucking shit. He just let Richelieu do it. He's like, meh. I don't know. I don't know. But whatever. So he led the troops to besiege. Um, I'll besiege, please. English troops under the Duke of Buckingham led an expedition to help the citizens of La Rochelle, but they failed abysmally. Abysmally. The city, however, remained firm for over a year before capitulating in 1628. So they stayed English for a minute until eventually they're like, I I have to capitulate. You know what? I don't give a shit. Just whatever religion. Sure. I don't care. You do care. You don't care about religion. You care about whatever gets you all the power. But like, put your religion on my town. I don't care. I'm still not gonna do it. Well, because we don't believe in it. But uh, sure. But like... I, be- I don't believe in something is believing in something. Do you know what I mean? And it was like, well, you have to be this. I mean, all right. Okay. I'm not going to do High it. High five. But I'm yeah. not getting communion. Correct. If you tell me I got to do something. Confession? Okay. So I got to do this or you're going to kill Here's me? Here's my confession. Sure. Priest, I don't believe in your bullshit. So. 
Last time I confessed was yesterday when I told you. I don't believe in your fucking bullshit. Welcome back, Heresy. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) So, although the Huguenots suffered a major defeat at La Rochelle, they continued to fight, led by Henry, Duc de Rohan. Protestant forces, however, were defeated in 1629, and Rohan submitted to the terms of the Peace of Alais. Hmm. I feel like... Or it's Calais. That's in the Three Musketeers. She's like trying... the Rebecca de Mornay, isn't she like the... Duchess of Kelly or something. Mm-hmm. I forgot she was in it. She's got great tits. But you can allay fears, right? Like, is that... No, it's A-L-A-I-S. It's well, a place. A-L-A-L-A-Y when you're like... Yeah, no. Yeah. I just wondered if it came from that way. As a result, religious toleration for Protestants had... <laughs> that just... Amid- we don't need bitch. no toleration. Hideration. In this sanity. <laughs> bitch, that popped in my head as soon as I said that and I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate it so much. Percolation. And do you know why, because of that song, I asked my mom, I was like, what does percolate mean? And it's like bubbles. Like, yeah. I didn't know that. So, so it's just bubbling yeah. in a dancery? Like when you're brewing coffee, it's percolate. Yeah, yeah. That's what she. That's how she told me it. But like, so Mary J. Blige is in a dancery and there's bubbles? Is it a foam party? I think it's like we don't need anything tense bubbling up. Because we're just dancing. In this dancery. Your Christianity. You're so much better. This feels so soft. I don't think I would ever wear it because I don't like the color. Mauve. <laughs> um, okay, so Protestants are not tolerated in they this sure dancery. <laughs> um, and this was first granted by the Edict of Nance in, fi- Nance. in 1598, would, and that was permitted to continue, but the Cardinal abolished their political rights and protections. So they were protected, they are no longer. Ugh. Fuck you and your Protestant ass. But I Tales will make treaties time. under the table with Protestant asses if it so helps me. Oh, come back, friend. Oh, no. Does somebody come flying out of a horse at some point? What? Troy? Oh, no, no. Bitch? No. Different no. era? Yes. I'm lost in time. Troy is like Greek. Okay, where's Huguenots from? Where are they? French. They're French. What does it mean? Huguenots? They're French Protestants. They're, they love Hugo? They're, What's they're, the difference between a Huguenot and an Argonaut? What's the difference between a Huguenot and an astronaut? One goes in the moon. One goes in the ass. Exactly. Hmm. We figured it out. What questions are you asking me? It's been, it's three hours and 17 minutes. Do we I really need to know? I have a lot of questions. Well, I mean, I'm sure the people are gripped and they also have the same questions as you. Largely Calvinist. Calvin mm. was an asshole. Kelvin, negative 273 degrees, Kelvin. Okay, can I keep going? Sure. Okay, so Rohan, who was the Protestant general or whatever, he was not executed, but later Richelieu starts executing leaders. Mm. Um, In fact, Rohan later became a commanding officer in the French army, so he was um, converted, it appears. Mm -hmm. Probably because he didn't want to die. Mm -hmm. What? What? No, it was good. Habsburg Spain exploited the French conflict with the Huguenots to extend its influence in northern Italy. It funded the Huguenot rebels to keep the French army occupied, meanwhile expanding its Italian dominions. Mm -hmm. So it's like, look over here! Look over there! Exactly. And then the shit's going on (laughs) on the other side. Richelieu, however, responded aggressively. After La Rochelle capitulated, he personally led the French army to northern Italy to restrain Spain. So I will give him that you are personally leading. You're riding that lead horse. You're not scared. 
I do hate it when the fucking I just bit my nail. It tastes like peppers again. This back <clears throat> is gonna be insane. Um, yes, I when a leader doesn't ride into battle with their subjects, it, mm-hmm. that book I thought was a very good example of. If you're going to pull this nuclear button, oh yeah, you have to carve it out of a living man's chest. You have to kill this man. Wild. But an excellent, Wild. excellent analogy. Never would happen. No, but. Nice thought experiment. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so he's restrained in Spain and the northern plains of Italy. And he's on... restrained in Spain. <laughs> in the plains. Northern plains of Italy. The, the rain in Spain. Yes. On November 26, 1629, my father's birthday. 1629, also he famously. Is, he's 700 years he's old. He's living a great life. Yeah. He still climbs on ladders. He threw himself over a 40-foot embankment, and at a million years old, he survived. And you know what he says? Moisture. You gotta moisturize that skin. You do. That you do. Daily. Absolutely. And then you're just... Mm-hmm. Little does everybody oh, know so he's a fucking corpse, and we just threw him <laughs> No, he's attached electrodes to backs of mirrors in the houses of young people. So every time a young person gets, like, a wrinkle, it's because he's taking our energy. Oh, he's like the Sanderson sisters? No. Taking the youngs? It's a different episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, I'm not sure. It's fine. I'll show it to you later. My dad's birthday, 1629. Mm. He was created Duc de Rochelieu and a peer of France. So a peer of France is an extraordinary honor granted to only a small number of dukes, counts, and princes of the Roman Catholic Oh, bitch, it says Chirk. I wrote Roman Catholic <laughs> Chirk. You're so happy about it. Chirk! Chirk. <laughs> Is it C-K or just N-C? C-H-U-R-C-K. Chirk. Hi, I'm Chorky Chirkish. and Lumpkinella. <laughs> I'm Chorky. She's Lumpkinella. Lumpkinella. But so it's a big deal because he is none of those things. Yeah, and the right? Turk would never have it. So he, the Turk is like, okay, I guess we support you. <laughs> Fucking Turk, it's always going to be Turk. That's never exactly not. right. Oh, are you religious? Do you go to Turk on Sunday? How often do you Turk? Were you just Turking off? What do you do on Sundays? <laughs> no, they're not allowed. It makes you blind. Mm. I can't. I'm so sorry. This episode is almost three and a half hours long. Who are you apologizing to? My own self. Just us. We're I'm just ha- the only ones going to listen. I'm going to have to edit. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> just noise reduce it so and just hot. throw it in. Yep. Put it up there. In the next year, Richelieu's position was seriously threatened by his former patron, Marie de Medici. This bitch done stop. Because now he's in with the king. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marie believed that the cardinal had robbed her of her political influence, and thus she demanded that her son dismiss the chief minister. So somehow she's convinced that the cardinal, or that Richelieu that was her friend, who is now her son's friend, is going to then convince her son, when she fomented rebellion against him, to get rid of the guy that talked them out of fighting each other. Bitch, this was percolating from the time you met him. It been percolating. In this dancery. So Louis XIII was first, at first not averse to this course of action. He was like, hmm, because he didn't, he needed Richelieu, but he did not like him. He wasn't very likable. That's fair. I've needed a lot of people that I don't care for. However, Mm -hmm. the persuasive statesman that is Cardinal Richelieu was able to secure the king as an ally against his own mother. This all just seems exhausting because he was in with the mother, too, Mm. advising her and giving, God in heaven. But like, this is making him... 
like a like a schmoozer. Like he's yeah, got oh, the two faced times like you're like a twenty nine side, guy. and he just like knows how to say the things. But also, how dumb is everyone? Although I guess if you can't Google, <laughs> you can't give it a quick Google. You just fall. unfortunately sixteen thirty wasn't an option. On November eleventh, Veterans Day, in sixteen thirty, Marie de Medici and the king's brother Gaston, Duke de Orleans, Orleans, yeah, fuck off, secured the king's agreement for the dismissal. So they agreed. Is he's gay, Duke de Orleans? Oh, I don't know. I think I haven't asked about You've his proclivities. Goddamn. So the queen, the queen mother, and this Gaston from Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. have secured the king. He originally agreed. To dismissal. However. Oh yeah, dismissal. Hmm? Yeah, he wrote the thing. Sure. Richelieu, however, was aware of the plan and quickly convinced the king to repent. He probably went in and was like, Jesus, and it's a sin. And fuck that I support Protestants sometimes. He grabbed by the and said, come to church. Yeah, come to church. He can beat anyone in dominoes. <laughs> exactly. Think- oh, sorry. He's a mini pope. I mean, how are you going to do? So this day is known as the Day of Dupes. The Day of Dupes. So I guess I did talk about it way later. Um, so Duke me. Duke me. This is where Duke he was going to get rid of him. He didn't. And then from ever on, he has unwavering support from the king. So he's in the pocket. Just Do you think it was because people were coming for the king? And he was like the only person who was, was stood there. Like I feel like probably recently went so in and was like, like, oh, of course your mother wants to get rid of me because she's going to want to use like rebellion you. Because remember when she did that? He's, she's going to want to rebellion you. And like I have the Pope's ear. You're going to go to hell also as well. You're going to go to hell. Doesn't matter how many times you go to church. Doesn't could, matter. You could church for the rest of your life. You could live in church. You could be churky. Doesn't Shirky. matter. Churky <laughs> morning. That's what my cousin Eric said one, one Thanksgiving. He was a kid and they woke up in the morning and he goes, I think it's to Beth. He goes, it's turkey morning. <laughs> it was turkey, not yeah. church. Crazy. <laughs> not church. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's church morning. I like that your shirt has American Horror Story lettering. I think this is John. It's definitely not mine. It's mine now. Mm-hmm. So he gets unwavering. Political support, Marie de Medici's exiled to Campagne. I don't fucking know. Campagne. Both Marie and the Duke de Orléans, Orléans, Orléans. boom, Orléans. continued Orléans. to conspire against Richelieu, but their schemes came to nothing. So I just picture them exiled somewhere, sitting, doing the hands, and they're like, okay, so we're going to do this and then the thing, and we're going to shoot the thing. And the That's what I'm saying. Blue Contra. Rube Goldberg. I was scheming, and I was beaming, and my beamer just beaming. Can't believe that I call my men cheating. This is Cardinal Richelieu saying. No, it's the queen. No, because they were scheming. To Neiman Marcus on a shopping spree. But Neiman Marcus is the king of France. No, but it's Marie singing it because she's singing about somebody scheming. And he was scheming to keep the king and oh, fuck I her. Oh, I thought they were scheming to overthrow Cardinal Richelieu. They also were. Oh, okay. So it could go either way. Everyone's scheming. <laughs> in the And we're just in the Can't believe that I caught the Cardinal cheating. Okay. So at this point, the nobility also remains powerless. The only important rising was that of Henry, Duke de Montmorency, mm-hmm. in 1632, and Richelieu, ruthless in suppressing opposition, orders the Duke's execution. Goodbye! So in 1634, the cardinal had one of his outspoken critics, Urbain Grandier, mm. burned at the stake in the 
Ludon affair. Is that in the Borgias? Where they put him in oh, it was... the cow or something? Mm. And he's burned publicly, right? He's like in a... I don't think it was this, but there was a guy who was like the relig- not the Pope religion, and he yeah. was the flagellist or whatever he yes. was getting. Yes, mm-hmm. what was his thing? I feel like it was French, but I can't remember. Um, so he also ensured his political security by establishing a large network of spies in France, of course. as well as in other European countries. So he's a little bit like George Washington, who gets those secret spies oh, that so nobody knows about. Exhausting. Well, when other people are spying for you, what the fuck you got to do? Fair. They just be reporting. Ugh. You gotta trust God, people. how much more do I have? Fuck off. Okay, here we go. Military expenses placed a considerable strain on the royal revenues. In response, Richelieu raised the Gabelle salt tax hmm. and the, what I, T-A-I-L-L-E? T-I-A-L-L-E? T-A-I-L-L-E. Tie? The tie, which is the land tax. The tie was enforced to provide funds to raise armies and rage war. The clergy, nobility, and high bourgeoisie either were exempt or could easily avoid payment, so the burden fell on the poorest segment of the nation, as it always does. To collect taxes more efficiently and to keep corruption to a minimum, Richelieu bypassed local tax officials, fuck off, and replaced them with entendants, officials in direct service of the crown, a.k.a. Richelieu. To wait. Entendants. Well, it's I-N-T, intendants. I made it French, maybe it's not. (laughs) Um, Richelieu's financial scheme, however, caused unrest among the peasants. There were several uprisings from 1636 to 1639. And as one does, Richelieu crossed the river Delaware, crushed the revolts violently and dealt with the rebels harshly. Because he openly aligned France with Protestant powers, Richelieu was denounced. And like, he's got this because he's a secretary of state. Like, surely a cardinal wouldn't have any of these yeah, responsibilities. Because he's, but... he's the under king, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, because he had openly aligned France with Protestant powers, Richelieu was denounced by many as a traitor of the Roman Catholic Church. Makes sense. I kind of agree, yeah. When Richelieu came to power, New France, where the French had a foothold since Jacques Cartier, we know that name, had no more than 100 permanent European inhabitants. Now, this is interesting. So, Richelieu encouraged Louis XIII to colonize the Americas by the foundation of the Campagne de la Nouvelle France, in imitation of the Dutch West India Company. Unlike the other colonial powers, France encouraged a peaceful coexistence with New France between the natives and the colonists, so we're not yeah. doing things, and they sought the integration of Indians into colonial society. Samuel de Champlain, governor of New France at the time of Richelieu, saw intermarriage between French and Indians as a solution to increase the population in when the colony. When you say Indians, you mean Native Americans. Yes. Is this, like, Ontario area? Because I feel like we get, and maybe just because it's not in my public eye very much, I feel, because of what we've learned, that incoming Europeans treated the current United States border Mm. Native Americans very poorly. And it is my perception based on nothing. Well, because it's England. This is France. So probably Canada. Right? And I, I feel like Canadian current borders Native Americans were treated more fairly. I mean, you well, could, that could Google where New wrong. France was, but probably, like, where Quebec is. I, right? And yeah. I just, like, even the drop-down, like, Ontario that's west of us, I feel yeah. like is. Hmm. So, he, the governor thought it was a good way to increase population under the guidance of Richelieu. Well, don't rape them. That's no, I don't saying, think they are. You know? They're encouraging intermarriage. Sure. 
Okay, um, just make sure everyone's under on the, the guidance page. of Richelieu. Louis the Thirteenth issued the Ordonnance of sixteen twenty seven, which by which the Native Americans converted to Catholicism were considered as natural Frenchmen. So now you have all the rights of a French. Of a French. You have all the rights of a French. So it read, The descendants of the French who are accustomed to this country, New France, together with all the Native Americans who will be brought (laughs) to the knowledge of the faith and will profess it shall be deemed and renowned natural Frenchmen and as such may come to live in France when they want and acquire, donate, and succeed and accept donations and legacies just as true French subjects without being required to take letters of declaration of naturalization. There's a portion of me that loves that. So like... It's like when you just automatically are a turkey resident because you married one. Well, that's the thing. So they have an automatic retirement. This is kind of the same, like how we have a pension, but every mm. resident gets it, like resident citizen mm-hmm. gets it. So I would love that. That sounds great. I don't know that I'm going to live there. I don't know where I'm going to live, but I would love to have options and mm-hmm. that sounds great. And this sounds like that. However, I'm just real nervous about the rape. I feel like this opens itself up to like, Well, I don't have information one way or the other. Phone me. Look at the benefits. And you're like, I don't speak your language. What? Do you- oh, you're raping me. Oh, great. Let's g- not go with that. Okay. Because it's been three and a half hours. Let's not rape and it. And Richelieu also is terrible. But it's not him here. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. we've had so much bad. Let's, let's just pretend that it's a willingness to they engage. the only people who No, that's also people. not great. Oh. And that's English. Um... So the 1666 census of New France, conducted some 20 years after the death of Cardinal Richelieu, showed a population of 3,215 inhabitants in New France, many more than there had been a few decades earlier, but also a great difference in the number of men, 2,034, and women, 1,181. Interesting. What do we make of that? I literally wrote, what do we make of that statistic? Are we just having more sons? Are they doing the thing where you only have one kid and you don't want a girl, so you kill it? Like, what's... It's just so weird, right? It is weird. Unless it's more men coming from France and then marrying already existing women there? Yeah, that could be the thing. Or, like, the Native American men are trying to fight against and are being killed in war Mm. and leaving only the women. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Yeah. Especially to be, like, pointed out. I don't I know why that. it matters. I love when I'm making notes and I'm like, hold the fucking phone. I'm like, what do we make of this This doesn't statistic? make any sense. What, what does this mean? <laughs> okay. So towards the end of his life, Richelieu alienated many people, including Pope Urban VIII. Richelieu was displeased by the Pope's refusal to name him the Popple Legate. Popple. People. People Legate. <laughs> Popple. I love Popples. Oh, Popple. No, Popples. The oh, toys? Yeah, yeah. Also Popple. Um, so he was upset because the Pope wouldn't name him papal legate in France. In turn, the Pope did not approve of the administration of the French church or French foreign policy. Pope, count your tits. I mean, Richelieu's trying to get more power than he needs. Well, fair. However, the conflict was largely resolved when the Pope granted a cardinalate, Jules Mazarin, one of Richelieu's foremost political Mm. allies in 1641. As he neared death, Richelieu faced a plot that threatened to remove him from power. Do you think he wanted to be Pope or he wanted to be King? I think he wanted to be whatever would get him the most power. Mm -hmm. I don't think he had a shot at King. He had a shot of getting higher in the religion. Because Cardinals also are up for Popery. Popery. Popery! In this Popery. 
Okay, so as he neared death, Richelieu faced a plot that threatened to remove him from power. The cardinal had introduced a young man named Henry Coiffard de Rousse, Marquis de Cinquemont, to Louis XIII's court. The cardinal had been a friend of Cinquemart's father. More importantly, Richelieu hoped that Cinquemart's would become Louis's favorite so that he could indirectly exercise greater influence over the monarch's decisions. Cinquemart had become the royal favorite by 1639, but contrary to Cardinal Richelieu's belief, he was not easy to control. The young Marquis realized that Richelieu would not permit him to gain political power, so in 1641 he participated in the Comte de Soissons, failed conspiracy against Richelieu, but he was not discovered that he was part of it. So there was a conspiracy to get rid of him. It didn't work, but nobody knew he was part of it, so he got away with it. Then the following year, he schemed with leading nobles, including the king's brother, the Duc de Orléans, to raise a rebellion. He also signed a secret agreement with the king of Spain. Once I was the king of Spain, now I eat humble pie. It's a great song. Um, so he signed an agreement with the king of Spain, who promised to aid the rebels. Richelieu's spy service, however, discovered the plot, and the cardinal mm. received a copy of the treaty. This is reminiscent of the treaty between the duke in the actual movie. Mm -hmm. Like, it's different, but other people are catching on that there's this treaty. Yeah. Rebecca Mornay tells them. Um, so, Sink Mars was promptly arrested and executed. And he's the king's favorite. I was just looking at... So, Sink Mars, C-I-N-Q. Mm -hmm. So, it means the 5th of March. And I was thinking, like, is that the Ides? Ides? But the Ides is the 15th. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so, he was executed, although Louis approved the use of capital punishment he grew more distant from Richelieu as a result. So maybe no. it was like optics, but then he's like, mm, you're a dick. But also like, you're a dick. It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. I just want to live my life and die. So Richelieu was now dying. For many years, he had suffered from recurrent fevers. Gonorrhea. Possibly malaria. Sepsis. Strangury. Intestinal Sepsis. tuberculosis Strangery. with fistula. <gasps> and migraine. You got gonorrhea, man. Now, his right arm was separating with two tubercular ostitis and he coughed blood after his death his lungs were found to have extensive cavities and cassius necrosis smoker you know what it was he had a white handkerchief that gets you the second you buy it <coughs> yep dead his daughter his doctors continued like, my to god he has offspring his doctors continued to bleed him frequently further weakening him george washington mm-hmm as he felt his death approaching, he named Mazarin one of the most faithful followers to succeed him as chief minister to the king. However, is that his place or is the king supposed to pick it? Thank you. I don't know. So Richelieu died on December 4th, 1642, age 57, which is, wow, very young for all he accomplished. Oh, I thought it was. I mean, well. For all the tragedy he caused. Wrong. 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 Young for what he accomplished, old for what I expect people lived back then. Ah. Uh, and uh, given all his problems. Fair, fair care doesn't matter <laughs> his body was embalmed and interned at the church of the sorbon <laughs> sorbon he was called branches sorbon <laughs> during the french revolution the corpse was removed from its tomb and the mummified front of his head having been removed and replaced during the original embalming Sorry, process was face, stolen the mummified front of my head uh-huh okay I feel like they I cut his face, face off it was stolen. Mm -hmm. It ended up in the possession of 
Nicholas Armez of Brittany by 1796, and he occasionally exhibited the well-preserved face. His nephew, Louis Philippe Armez, inherited it and also occasionally exhibited it and lent it out for study. In 1866, Napoleon III persuaded Armez to return the face to the government for reinternment with the rest of Richelieu's body. Return my face! Exactly. So he was fatter than this. He's got a big head. Mm. So I feel like, based on this, all of the Three Musketeers is wholly inaccurate, but based on his traits that he had, just doing whatever he could to get power. Yeah, I feel that. I think so. That, it was that fictionalized yeah, yeah. and just made more personal to the king than I think, outside shit. Yes, I think the thing of it was like to to um like uncomplicate the situation. They were like, okay, let's just pretend all of those like problems in history happened directly to the king. Yep, and it's an affront against the king. It's an affront against the queen mother. And it makes it easier to explain. Uh huh. But he still he was a terrible guy in the same measure, just just entirely different way and yeah, yeah. over a longer period. Uh huh. Oh my god, so long. Yeah. So he, I feel like he went into the cardinalship when he was like four, and literally. Well, no, he, he was too young to be a bishop. So they. But he went. Made to school. He, he fingered the the testicles. He went to school though, right? So he and he was almost going to join the military. So assuming that you went to school until you were eight, and then it was college after that, right? Because like farming territories and whatever. I don't know. So it was probably he. he well, was, I could do the math. But he was between twelve and eighteen. When he went to the cardinalship, right? Like, no, I don't know about that. You think the other stuff happened in less than 30, 40 years? Yeah, man, that's wild. Okay, hang on. Wild. So. You're going to have to do math for me, already. He was born in 1585. Mm-hmm. He was... In 1606, he was supposed to be the Bishop of Lausanne, but that's when he had to finger the testicles. 21. Okay. And then, in 1626, he's the Secretary of State. 41. What?! Is that real? Yeah. What the fuck was he doing that whole time? Exactly. Well, wasted time, sir. And then... In this dancery. He was named to a cardinalate in 1622. What? 1626 was the last one. Uh, 37. What? Oh, 1616. Oh, 31. And then 37, he's made cardinal. Smells like her. Oh, no, it's not funny. Okay, so this was long enough fucking drums, right? It's just fucking drums. (laughs) Nobody's listening to this. Nobody. We are. Drums!